So this is a new show that I'm trying to work on. I'm trying to I'm trying to explore these new philosophies that I've been hearing about, right? Okay. So this whole red pill thing mm-hmm. is I, I, like the way it started out from what I saw was like one dude was commenting on a woman and how she looked and judging her based on just whatever he like whatever values said yeah you had this many kids and you look like this you think you're the like it sounded really disrespectful right mm-hmm. that's where it started right but then even though he was being an asshole it was certain shit where i saw his point and then there were other women that also came into it and was like oh shit i see blah 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 right so it was like okay it started there and okay. then from that point it was like okay a lot of these dudes is weird like a lot, not for real, because like a lot of them think like they're pickup artists, and a lot of them are like women are trash and blah blah. Those dudes are the weirdos, right? Right? You could agree on that, dude. Saying women Any are dude trash. Who calls himself a pickup artist is a weirdo. Right? <laughs> no, but it's a whole like subset community, whatever, right? Weirdos. They got books on the ship. You having seminars and all that bullshit, right? There's a weirdo for everything, right? So, but then also taking it past that, it went into like trying to focus on bettering yourself but it is specifically for men like talking about like focus on yourself make sure you know what your purpose is and the rest will come later type deal don't really get caught up in women in society and the whole the back and forth of it you know what i mean like the game of everything so that's where i started seeing other shit and then starting to understand it a little bit more they started talking about the idea of male and female nature. That's where it gets controversial. Like, besides the obvious I was about to misogyny, say, it already sounds controversial. <laughs> no, but besides the obvious misogyny, mm-hmm. it gets really controversial there. Like, honestly. And, and this is where, for a person like me, it's really, really weird. You know, I was raised by primarily women in my life. And then, like, some of my best friends are either gay or like people that I know would be trans or whatever. Like, so I, I, my life is progressive, just my surroundings, you know, for the most part. Just to make a small comparison, you yeah. do sound like that one person that says, I'm not racist, my neighbor's black. Mm-mm. Like, low key, that's no. what that sounded like. Well, no, I, I'm not trying to imply that. Yeah, I what, know. What but I mean, <laughs> well, no, I feel you. I mean, as though, like, I have always been like everybody else as far as my mentality. Never really question anything. You know, based on, like, all right, here, just to clarify, if we talk about gender as a social construct, then you will not be open to having conversations about the red pill stuff. Like, if you if you believe in certain as, and that's where it gets super weird, because at first I'm like, ah, whoa, that's crazy. Like, ah, like, mm, I, got, I know a lot of people that will have a lot to say about this. So, obviously, you just take it with a grain of salt. Some people just turn it off. But I'm trying to see what their point is. You know what I mean? And then within that, I start seeing shit that makes sense. Then it gets weird. Because if you really don't question certain things as far as why you believe what you believe, how you were raised, and so on and so forth, then you don't really... You're not ever you're not ever able to step out the box of your thought. You know what I mean. But that leads you into the nature versus nurture discussion because mm-hmm. is it inherent nature 
or is it specifically the environment you were raised in? Yeah. I feel well, like you can't talk. go into that without going into the rest of it. You know what I mean? I feel as though, I feel as though nature versus nurture is, is something that will always be brought up. You know, it, it'll just be one of those psychological things that we'll never really know what's, what will win. It's always like 50-50 as far as how we perceive it, you know. Whenever a person talks about another person's nature, they always say, all right, but still, like, you can raise them to be different. And then depending on what we're talking about in whatever scenario, it could be true. It could not be true, right? But that's where with this, it's like, okay, I have always believed in what society was saying. But if we look at the results of, like, that, are we happy with it or are we like mad at it at the end of the day? So when you say you have been of the mind of everyone else, you mean you have pretty much fit to societal norms. That's not in so much like you're thinking. It's more of like you fit into your, your role in society. No, 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 no. I, I meant thinking like literally like how society will have us think. And, and this is where I explaining this Thought, I feel like there's a lot of people that when they hear this type of stuff, they tune it out so quickly that we never are able to have the real conversation because people get offended, you know, and opposed to saying, okay, I don't like, I don't like oh, my bad, opposed to saying that I don't like this or I disagree with this because of X, Y, and Z, I've noticed personally a lot of the times in these conversations, it tends to never really be any substance to it. It's more like, I don't feel blah, or I don't think blah, opposed to when we do this, this happens because we looked and studied blah, blah, and blah. You know what I mean? And if a person is taught to just believe in something, then they're not going to question it. They're not going to fight it. And then it's even harder to rationalize it at a certain point. You're speaking in very broad philosophies, so it's well, hard yeah, yeah, to yeah, actually no, 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 give no. an opinion right, yeah, on know, what I'm you're sorry. saying I'm without sorry. knowing what well, we're talking well, we're gonna, about we're gonna in get specific. Into it. All right, we're going to get into All right, well, here. I'll sum it up in the most blunt way I can. Okay. A lot of these dudes in the red pill community feel as though feminism fucked shit up in society and the whole sexual revolution. I don't even know how to... They, I've heard the term, but I don't know where to apply it to but they would say that also fuck shit up in the essence of the family structure and understanding the roles that a man plays and the role that a woman plays. So basically the red pill community is pretty much everybody that a liberal would say is filled with toxic masculinity. <laughs> um, I, I feel like a lot. Yes. But depending on how they articulate themselselves, <clears throat> but a lot of them. Yeah. That like that, the idea of toxic masculinity could define a lot of what people would consider red pill. But then going deeper into it, at first I grew up looking at my life. I'm like, my grandmother was the one that primarily raised me. My grandfather was there, but my grandmother held it down the most. She was the most proactive. And then I came out here with my aunt, same deal. So I look at my life and I look at my personality. And after kind of diving into this shit a little bit, I'm able to pay attention to the decisions I've made in my life and the influences that I've had based on 
the masculine energy throughout my life and the feminine energy throughout my life and then certain things that I had to learn on my own. And then I'm looking at the the experiences of myself and then the experiences of others. And a lot of the times certain things add up because, you know, like not everybody is the same, but we all have a general way of moving like statistics are not saying that everybody is this it's saying that the group as a whole is most likely to blah you know what I mean so we've started to ignore that I feel like and that is where stuff is going bad like I go I'm sorry you you look like you want to say something no I was just thinking because when we were you were talking about look how you were brought up and the experiences you've had being raised by females and everything Mm -hmm. like that whereas I don't think it's more of at that point, you can look at it yourself because the difference between you and one of those guys, mm-hmm. I use the quotes, but is that you thought about it. You went yeah. back and you took the thought. So it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you've been more influenced by females, it, it could be you as a person are more logical thinking, so you break it down. You go back and think about it. Like mm-hmm. Whereas people, a lot of the time, a lot of the things that you see that you're like, that's crazy. Like I would, it somebody wasn't thinking they had Mm. that thought and they just ran with it Mm. so like i feel like it's inherent base differences in people too not just so much all around yeah see i feel you another thing that is often said that honestly people would have it'd be a fucking shit show they say men are and and i like to word it like because when i thought about it Obviously, it's blatantly disrespectful, but they say men move in logic where women move in emotion. And a lot of the times where I've heard people discuss this, like through other pages, they would say, oh, that's your problem. You men don't have no emotion. And are you saying that we can't think logical as women? Like, that's always one of the first things that you hear. And then it's saying like, well, the way I interpret it, it's not saying that men are emotional creatures and women are purely emotional, illogical creatures. That I, I, and I think most people take it that way. They get offended. The conversation stops right there. Opposed to taking a step back and saying, well, okay, gen- generally speaking, people look at men and say we're less emotional. It's not that we don't feel emotion. It's that generally most men don't show emotions. Also, it's mm-hmm. societal cultivation mm-hmm. of men who are taught to repress their feelings, shove yeah. them down. We are They're not emotional. Don't cry, little baby boy. Like, so that right there is something that they're bred with from mm-hmm. yay high is no emotion, do not show the emotion, do not cry. Like, so that's also that idiom, I guess you'd call it, yeah. is formed from the same people who are now trying to, you know what I mean? Like, they're the ones saying, Men don't feel things. Don't yeah. cry. We don't cry in public. Don't be a little bitch boy. Like, no. But mm-hmm. then they grow up, and now you're like, you are so cold and calculating. Mm-hmm. So it, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't in that sense. But there's a lot of things like that for both genders where damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. don't, like, for women, it would be the same thing. Like, oh, don't cover up. Love your body. Love yourself. But then when you go out in those short shorts that you think make your butt look great, Next thing you know, you're a thought. You're asking mm-hmm. for attention. You're calling it to yourself. So it's just another one of the examples of where we fall short as a whole. Okay. I, I feel where you're coming from, right? And 
I like how you touched on the idea of the societal influence because I feel like that is where a lot of the clash comes from, right? Because you have one side that is talking about society affecting us one way, then the other one is still talking about the effects of society, but in a different context. So with the emotional thing, right, a lot of them would say men move forward with logic. And it's like, imagine we got, well, imagine, we have two feet. So the whole idea was we both have a logical foot and an emotional foot. It's not to say that we walking around one-legged. It's to say that men step forward with the logical foot first and women step forward with the emotional foot first. That's not to say women are logical. But th this is where we get down to a point where you can, like, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a scientist, so I can't speak on it. But I heard a person describe this in another, like, a similar conversation that we're having. And he was saying that most men... And again, not all, because we got to remember when we talk about this stuff, it's general. It's just saying most likely, most, not all, not every single one, but probably 51%, probably. Most men have a, a certain filter because we're always thinking about something that we want, but we tend to press our feelings down, right? We could say that society, that, that that's a conversation to be had, right? But then... The dude also said, and you please tell me your opinion as a woman. The dude said that most women tend to feel things first, not necessarily react or act crazy, but when a guy would experience something, we think about it first, we just filter it for whatever, and then women feel it first and then think about it. But a lot of the times, they're going off of their intuition and their feeling, and it's just that not to like make that sound negative it's just what they imply to be most likely like how do you feel about that is that would you disagree that's a hard question mm -hmm. because there's i don't inherently agree or disagree okay i'm torn because at one point like don't get me wrong i totally believe women's intuition is a thing yeah like i don't think that's an old wives tale i definitely think it's a thing but I don't believe it's because we're women. It's more of we were never taught suppress your feelings. Although, don't get me wrong, you can't be emotional as an adult woman. Mm -hmm. You can't act out as an adult woman. You're trashy. You're, like, fighting. You're, you're whatever. You're problematic. You're psycho. You're crazy. Yeah. Like, so... You can't do that as an adult woman, but, like, we're not taught growing up that it's bad to feel things. We're taught you're going to feel it just, like, don't show anybody else. Like, you gotta, you you doing your thing, like, keep it, like, holding it down for everybody else. Like, mm -hmm. that's what women are taught in society. Like, you yeah. got to be the one holding your family down, cooking your husband dinner, whatever, like, mm -hmm. the rock in the situation. So, at the same time, I think I agree because we're taught to process those things differently. But at the same time, I disagree because I think it all depends on your amount of empathy. You can mm. be a guy and you can be taught to suppress your emotions, but you can still be empathetic. And that's where I think most of women's intuition comes from is mm. how open we are to other people. Like to the sense where like we have that emotional like response, vibes, heavy. Yeah. See, <laughs> I, I, I see where you're getting at, but personally, I don't. I wouldn't attribute that. Like, I genuinely feel, again, like women's intuition is a thing, but I think it's more natural than it is social. I think it's more natural than it is based off of society c 
conforming us into certain ways of processing emotion. I agree that it's natural and that mm-hmm. anybody can do it, though. I don't agree that it's just natural for women. Okay. I agree that anybody has the ability to do it. They just have to mm-hmm. tr- a- make the attempt to read the other person, like make attempt to try to figure out where their emotions are because mm-hmm. men are very logical thinking, forward thinking, A plus B equals C. Yeah. One plus one equals two. Mm-hmm. That's how you get there. Yeah. But if the plus sign gets knocked out and the last number gets knocked out and you got to figure out where to go, like you got to go, okay, so what could have been there? Like think about it that way. You, you just start going through math. Whereas mm-hmm. women are going, all right. And then they think about instead of one plus one equals two, they're like, oh, well, that one piece is missing. So instead of running through it logically and figuring out like what can't go there, we're just like what we just kind of think what feels the right, like, and go with the gut. Like, the gut feeling that detectives always say in the show, like, oh, go with the gut, blah, blah, blah. That's, like, women's intuition as 100% whole. So, I I, I feel like everything you just said kind of sounds like you agree with me. Yeah, I would say, like, I said I do, but at the same time, I don't think it's specifically just women. Like, I, I think mean, anybody could be doing it. I mean, the way you just said it kind of wrapped it around into it being a woman thing. Like, you brought up the math question. Yeah, I'm saying, like, I get your point. Like, that's, like, I get that as far as the thinking goes. But I don't think that women are the only ones capable of that emotional response. I I agree. agree. Uh, Like, me personally, I, like, I was raised by women, primarily. So, I'm an emotional dude. Like, you, you probably, like, every, every one of my friends have seen me in some shape or form be emotional, whether it be depressed, happy, whatever, right? And you could see how I express myself, how I talk, the way I think. And you could tell, I mean, I don't like going around saying, yeah, I'm super empathetic, you know, but I think I am. But within that, it it, it gets weird because I can acknowledge I was raised a certain way, so I am a certain way. And when I look at other dudes, it, or let me not even specify to men. When you look at other people, you see the influences and then you, Go back to nature versus nurture. So if I am a, if I'm a, a water animal and I was raised on dirt, well, okay, obviously, most likely, most water animals can't just go on land, whatever, right? But let's say I can, but I'm supposed to be in the water. I might be able to do certain shit, but not as well, you know. But. Sea turtles are land creatures, or Mm -hmm. water creatures, but they're born on the beach. Mm -hmm. And then they have to be born and find their way back to the water. But the water is where they inherently go because that's where they're supposed to be. And that's what every instinct in their body is telling them, Mm -hmm. go to the water. Mm -hmm. You have to be there. Like, that's your spot. Which I think something... you think that's different for humans? That's what I was just about to say. I, I think there is somewhat of that in humans, as a sense of like home is where the heart is kind of thing. Like I think that's how that expression came to be because mm-hmm. like there are places where you feel like inherent, like whether it's like here for you or like your New York or back there or you know what I mean? Like where mm-hmm. your family is or yeah. where you are, which is a whole other debate and it's different for everybody. Okay. Yeah. But I think it's interesting that we're the two having this conversation because you said that you were raised by all women and you grew up very emotional and you say you're in touch with your emotions and mm-hmm. you're a man. Whereas I'm a woman and I was raised yeah. <laughs> very different, yeah. very cold, and I'm not emotional. I'm one of, like, probably the least yeah. emotional females I would say that I know. Mm-hmm. So, like, as far as, like, that goes, I think it's funny that we're the complete yeah. opposite of what we're talking about. <laughs> it's interesting. But, um, all right, so moving forward, right? So, outside of that emotional aspect where they talk about that, 
they take it to the next place. And this is where it gets really, really, like, I honestly, myself, I'm like, damn, I cannot blame a woman for turning this shit off and just saying fuck this shit for life. Oof. I cannot, right. I cannot blame a woman. So, have you ever heard the term sexual marketplace value? No. Okay. I think I'm glad that I haven't, yeah, but I'm you, about you probably, to. I'm about are. to find you out. Are. All right, what this is This concept is, honest, it's really not that wild. It's just so not 2021. <laughs> it's just so not. Like, they're like, oh, that's some old 1940s, 50s type, whatever. All right, so the whole idea is that men are valued by their confidence, assets, uh, the ability to provide and protect, where women are valued by beauty and fertility. That is the rawest form of that concept. The now, caveman hunts and the woman stays with the kids and yes, gathers yeah, berries. Yeah, pretty, mu- pretty much, pretty much. And like some really like primitive, what most would say, type shit. Although it's funny that that's a primitive idea because mm-hmm. there are so many primitive cultures where the women are the food gatherers, the women are the the pri- like the primary support system. Like I don't like yeah. all the men did was kill things. They killed the bears. Like they killed the hunt, and that was it. Women got no. all the shit together. Got you know what I mean? Uh, like there are. A, I'm not saying it's all of them. No, no, that's a conversation for another time. Because I feel like we could, we could have a whole, like, segue from that. But within the sexual marketplace value okay. idea, right? I was like, yo, wow, that sounds shallow as fuck. Like, wow. But then um, there's different people within this community, and some of them are really starting to build a following. So there's a guy named Kevin Samuels, right? And I actually heard a bunch of shit about him. Like, I heard, like one dude in the Red Pill community said that, this dude is like a scammer. He was on. He's like on some bullshit, whatever. And but whole point being, he's building a following. And regardless of his credentials, I find it interesting. I find it entertaining. I believe his logic, though it is in the most raw form. Like imagine, like you go to a modeling agency, and the photographer is like, "Oh no, you're fat. You need to lose twenty pounds. Oh, stick your ass out. Oh, do like being really objectifying." But that is his job. Right. Like that. Right. So he's doing that. He'll have Instagram lives where women will go and they'll ask him. And he's helping people get into relationships. And that's his business now. Right. So they'll go on the live and he'll ask them questions and ask them about their relationship history. Ask them what they want. What are their goals? And a lot of these people, you ever heard of the term hypergamy? Okay. This is where it it, kind of touches into that whole thing. Opposed to like the man looking at it from, yeah, I'm gonna, I just want a wife to blah blah. It's the girl saying, yeah, I want the man to support me and be rich. I want gold digging, only calling it a philosophy, pretty much. So within that, people will go back and forth looking at what do they want, like how do you get that high value man? That is the term that these people are using. So on Kevin Samuel's page, he'll look at her and say, okay, you've been through how many relationships? You've done X, Y, and Z. And it sounds really objectifying, but then it, it sound, from a, a male perspective, it is real, right? So then we come down to uh, the second level where a lot of the women, and th- this is a particular community, and 
they're talking about how there are no good men left. I mean, I don't know how often you've heard that, but as a man, we've heard women say, oh, where are all the good men? Or All like, the good all ones the, are gay and taken. Right, that stuff like that, those yep, terms. That's that's so, the phrase I hear the most often. Right, right. So that they'll hear that, and then they'll, but it's not people your age, like younger, our 20s, whatever. A lot of them, well, some of them are later 20s, but a lot of them are 30s, you know, 40s, whatever. And they've experienced the, the world, you know, they've gone to college, they've gotten, like, degrees and jobs, and they've dated, and they've experienced life, and now they're trying to find a husband, and they're confused as to why they can't. And the shit that he says to them is really fucked up, because I and most men agree, but we cannot say it in public, because society... All right, we need to start watching some of these because no, no, I'm tired gonna, of objectively no, no, speaking. No, no. Like, I want to see what no, we're talking about. I'm talking about, about well, I, I'm, we're getting, the video we're going to watch today is about, oh, it's a woman saying what she believes the female's role is. Now, I'm just talking about the red pill. I want to I give you the grasp on how I got to this point. The red pill community sounds problematic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of people say that, right? And, and that, that's what it that that's where we're at right now because people are not listening past a certain point like once you start to get into that and if you tell a here's really fucked up this is really fucked up and i gotta keep prefacing it that way he was asking women to to think about what do they want in the long term Mm -hmm. if you want a family and kids because not all women do. And, like, so this this doesn't apply. But if you're a, a heterosexual woman who would like to have a family and children, he said to focus on f- relationships in your 20s, not your career. That right there, every woman is going to turn off right there. Every woman is, click. Did you hear what he said? Blah, blah. Nobody's going to process it. And then... Again, we have the deeper conversation where, as, like, he would ask most women, when you have a family, like, they they say they want to have a family, when you have kids someday, do you want, do you want to have to work to pay bills? Most women would say, I don't mind working. I know I'm going to have to work. And he would say, that's not what I ask. Do you want to have to work? to pay bills after you have your children. Most women said, no, I, I don't want to have to. And that is where we get into the nature of it because most, that that right there, they don't want to have to because the implied nature of women wanting to stay home and nurture. Not to say they want to give up their life and never have fun and because that's not the point. It's just talking about how we have certain aspects within ourselves naturally. In the same way, talking to most men, just personally, I ask, if you had the opportunity to tell your wife, you don't have to work, I can hold it down. Not to say force her to stay home. I'm saying you could give her the, the, the option. Say, babe, we having kids. I got it. We going to be good. If you, if you could make that choice and say, I'm going to do that, would you? Most men say yes because it's within our nature. We want to be that provider, that protector, that thing. And that is where we get controversial. I'm going to stop right there. I wanted to end on that point just so 
you as could soon understand. as you gave me all the thoughts, oh, you're no, you like, go, go, well, go, 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 go off. Because I was going to go into the video, but go, go off, go. Say everything you got to say and then we could go. I was, I'm, yeah. my, so I'm not saying that like everything that you just said is wrong because I don't think that. I do disagree with some things because you said if you want a family and kids or whatever, like you don't want to have to work when you after you have children. Mm. That also, I think, comes down to what your background is. Because, like, I grew up broke, right? We've never had money. I started working as soon as I was legally allowed to. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, we've always needed the extra money. So, like, for me, it's not even a thought that would occur to me that, I wouldn't work after I had. It's just one of those things you that's inherent. I clarified though, right? Because like, I, I clarified and said most women will say, "Well, I don't mind. I know I'm gonna have to." But then you, we get to the nitty gritty. Do you want to have to work? You, you, you've worked all your life, and you know that working just comes with living, and you gotta pay yeah. bills. But if a person says, "Do you want to have to?" Like I have no choice but to work, or would you like the option? to stay home and raise your kids to say I choose this and I can. You want it that It would also option. depend on the trade-off though for a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. if I said no, I don't want to have to work. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to stay home and raise my kids. Does mm-hmm. that mean my husband now has to work 65 hours a week and I'm not, not going to necessar- see him? Not necessarily. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything comes with trade-offs, well, but, so it's like But that's not the discussion. How important do you think that is? No, 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 cuz that that's person to person, right? Yeah. But we're talking about the nitty gritty of it, not. If you just had the choice to sit home and never work again, would you do it? Is no, that's basically no, the question? No, like no. to raise your kids? Yes, to stay specifically, you want to stay home. As soon as you have your kids, maternal instinct is a thing. That connection, that bond, is a thing. You want to be there to nurture your children. It's natural. So within that, most women get to that point. They they okay, like in a lot of them, and this is what really bugs me as a. As a person who wants to be able to have these talks, watching the live streams and seeing them have these conversations, most women will fight. You got to fight them verbally to get to that point where it's just like, okay, I don't want to have to, you know, it's a bunch of verbal gymnastics where, you know, it's not, it's not, it's nothing wrong with just saying, I don't want to have to work. When I have kids, I would like to be there to raise my kids and nurture them. I would like to make sure they're good. I, I just would like to do that. That's what I want. I understand that I will have to work most likely because of the world and how we make money. I understand I'm probably going to have to partner up with my partner, whoever it is. But in a perfect world, I would be able to stay home. That is what you want. But most women, you got to fight them to get them to say that because they understand how society is. They understand like, I'm, well, I'm probably not. I'm probably going to have to work. So I don't even want to think about it or well, if I say that, then I'm agreeing with him, and I don't want to agree with his point. Like, it, it's so much where it's just... I think I'm a bad yeah. person to ask for yeah. the perspective of the person that you have to, because my answer would be no. I don't want to stay home with my kids mm-hmm. if I have the choice. Like, mm-hmm. I am one of those people. Working is routine. Working is having something else. Like, I, I has somewhere outside the house, you outside the home. You think a full-time home. job? It is a full-time job, but mm-hmm. it's something outside the house. It's something somewhere else with other people, and real you people. you like, have that? Like, I'm one of those people, I need to have a job. Like, when Mm -hmm. I don't have a job, it drives me crazy. I have Mm -hmm. too much time on my hands. I can't find enough hobbies to fill the time. Like, and 
even if I do, like I took off, I was off work for a couple months as like a full-time caretaker for one of my relatives before yeah. she passed. And the whole time, like I had things to do. I had errands to run. I had stores to go to. You know what I mean? Like I had things to do, mm-hmm. but it wasn't enough because it was the same people like it it was me going out in public but like i had no reason to interact with anybody i just talked to the cashiers she rang me up and i left Mm -hmm. you know so i'm one of those people like i'm 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 a human being i'm an inherently social creature i i would need more than just like and i know that sounds messed up and i sound like a heartless woman but like i want to clarify because you don't you don't sound like a heartless woman right now you're what you're saying is 100 percent logical there's nothing wrong with that i think it's just the way you perceived what i said because i'm not saying being a stay-at-home mom means your life is nothing but children forever you're bored no i'm not saying that but it does become that as seeing people who have become moms even when they don't want their entire life to become about their kids it happens i i am not saying that that isn't true i feel like again this is one of those because me diving into this whole philosophy i have a lot of feelings on that i feel like i whenever i hear about an unsuccessful relationship i have thoughts on it now we could have conversations about that so i don't want to do that yet but when it comes to just that aspect of nature we need to be able to speak on it you know and not argue or feel offended by it but you have anything else you want to say before all right so let's get to it let's get to it Hmm. all right what is the role of women? Same competition. Be stronger. Get your nails did. Get your promotion and rally for women's rights. Allow others to raise your children so you can blame the system that they didn't turn out as wonderful as they could have. Turn to the government. Vote your way to happiness. Here, I'm going to give you the remote. Message, and I believe it's a Hold up. I'm going to give you the remote at any point in time. If you want to stop it and talk about something, just double click the center. All right. Time for modern women to reflect on who they really are, what are natural places the natural order that brings peace and fulfillment to ourselves our families our communities and our wonderful men hello everyone my name is jennifer molsky this is my youtube channel i do plan on doing a commenting on comments video tomorrow depending upon participation so if you would like me to do that then just use the keyword at the end of this video in your comment and if it's a good comment and i want to you know freedom here I just want to pause uh-huh. and point out that if she is problematic as fuck, you're giving her more publicity, and that is not what she needs. Her intro just said her name and well, everything. We don't you, fuck with publicity well, I'm for gonna say this. problematic I, people. I low-key agree with damn near everything she said, but, Ooh, okay. but, but I understand why people would probably hate on me for agreeing. So right. I'm, I'm here to have the conversation. Then I will comment on your comment tomorrow in the video. But if there's not a lot of uh, participation, then I won't do it. Okay, so that's the way it's gonna go. Let's get into it. So I know that women have been purposefully infiltrated with fairy tales and classrooms that dismiss men of their innovations, their integrity, their protection, their strength, their very essence in pursuit of the agenda for women to share or entirely assume the burden that is not naturally best fought and won by women. These fairy tales and classrooms show women winning in arenas that they don't naturally win in. They thrust women on the shoulders of superiority, of domination. The world can be on the woman's shoulders, and it's no problem. Women are so strong, they can do the job of one woman and a man, or five men, 
or 10. Who needs men? You with me, ladies? Women are invincible. Uh, well, I'm not. Two awesome people are better than one, is my opinion. So I don't want to spit on the notion that some individuals, women in this case, have the strength and fortitude to endure hard times or be taken by a flatus, or that a woman cannot be a bel esprit or survive on her own. But just because they're able doesn't mean it's best. There are a lot of people who are freaking out right now. You know who's not freaking out right now? Real men. Here's my definition of a real man. A real man has spent his time, or most of it, cultivating himself. He's strong, patient, stoic, capable, accepting. He does what he can and accepts what he can't. He doesn't accept the wrong in the world, but he sees the wrong and does not let it penetrate his world, or if he has one, his home. I'm using home in a different way, I'll get to it. Now, what constitutes world is different for each man, but for every real man, the world starts with his mind. And once the mind is firmly secured by its rightful property owner, the real man may extend his property portfolio. Bedroom, house, cabin, property, farm, personal community, etc. Every man has a personal property line and he keeps it safe from evil. He's not a hoarder. He doesn't hold on to anything, mindset, material, relationships, anything that would be a liability rather than an asset. And he adds to his property portfolio when he feels his masculine nature desires him to take on more. He does this because he carries what he can, and his strength is ever increasing. All right, all right. Mm. So I th think she can literally, like, you can take all of the gender-specific terms out of this and just, like, replace it with the fully realized independent adult. Like, I, 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 is this. Before you, before you go to generalize it, let her finish and say what she feels about women, because she's splitting it for a reason. She's intentionally intentionally saying men this, women this. Yeah, I just wanted to get that out before yeah. I forgot the thought. But like, yeah, that I would say. I, so far, I feel like she could replace every gender pronoun with independent human. Like, think, but, but <laughs> she feels that she shouldn't have, and that this is specific. But he doesn't burden himself with a weight that he can't handle, whether it's emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually. Etc. Some real men's personal property is a real woman. <laughs> That's when a man finds his home. He's been out in the world, wandering, chopping down trees, honing his mind, conquering, failing, succeeding, building, learning. And then one day he thinks, you know what? I'm ready to settle down, find myself a home. Now, any ladies offended at my words, please hold on or don't, whatever. Women still have personal responsibility. I'm not saying property in the sense that you have no autonomy. Not at all. You always have personal responsibility. And with it comes freedom to make your own decisions, to choose your steps. Without the ability to make your own decisions comes a loophole to profess how nothing is your fault. You're a victim. Your husband's the worst. Or you were just following orders. Think of, think of the I just work here mentality. But when a woman uses her good judgment, she gives herself her body, her spirit to a man. It is a voluntary act between her and the man. Hers is a submissive gesture to be in partnership with the man, and a real man leads his woman. I think some women hate the idea because they think a man will be a tyrant, but a real man's intention is to lead you both to a good life or a better life every day. The goal is to live a good life, safety and happiness, joy and the attainment of goals. You're his home and a real man takes care of his home. My prediction is that if there are women listening that don't like it, you're of, you're of two different sets. There's two different sets of women. First are the ones with a certain mindset, which creates the second type. The mindset guides the woman's decisions 
which creates an outcome. So it's a mindset and an outcome. You're living either in one of those. The mindset I refer to is one in which the belief is held that a patriarchy is inhibiting to a woman's personal happiness. That patriarchy hurts women, not helps. That patriarchy must be eradicated. That women must show men who's boss. And as women, it's a mindset of competition. It's pretty much dick envy. This mindset leads to the outcome. Women who have chosen to partner up with a man, not a real man, but the kind of man they have professed to want, the kind of man they sought out, the kind of man who wants a woman to dominate them. They want the women, the woman to wear the pants. These women choose poorly and suffer the consequences. They don't respect their weak man, but keep in mind those men are suffering too. That's where a lot of people are right now, hence this video topic. These women suffer from building their minds and life on a false reality. It's faulty construction. They've learned how to build a house from a from a glass from a glass blower. <laughs> they follow the advice and end up in a weak glass house. Life is fragile, so the shelter in your home should not be. I find it amazing how many women repel the idea of loving one man, working hard with and for one man, yet give their devotion and trust to a government. Some women choose to believe in one, tens, hundreds, or thousands of people having their back, your back, instead of believing in one man. Why? I'm beginning to think that women have suffered such a blow from feminism that they honestly don't know how to add real value to the world or to a relationship. Um, that last sentence was not where I meant like to pause it, but it, it was, that was a very problematic Make sure sentence. you're talking to the mic still. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why she's making it seem like it has to be one or the other. The, like, I think. What makes you feel it doesn't have to be? I'm, I, I don't feel like it has to be the men being the boss or if you don't want the man to be the boss, you want to be the boss. No. Like, all right, say we're coworkers. We're the only two in our department, right? Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have to do all the work and I shouldn't have to do all the work. We split it. Mm. I, I, you get I what would, I mean? I wouldn't look at a marriage that way though. But a marriage is work. I mean, I you agree, both have to work. But I wouldn't look at it like that. I mean, I don't. I honestly wouldn't know how to properly describe it. I mean, I like the way she put it. Honestly, I I, I wouldn't change a single word she said. I'm with her. I mean, but I, yeah, I, I just don't get why those are the only two options. An equal partnership mm -hmm. is does not seem like it's anything that's ever entered her frame of consciousness. I think it's entered her frame of consciousness. She saw what the outcome would lead to and thought she was moving towards something positive. But is she going for, is she, was she looking at extreme feminism where not only are women the same as men, we're even better. Like, mm -hmm. that's not. I think she was talking feminism, in general. But. Like, the wide scope of feminism, like over the past 30 years or so. Yeah, but yeah. then she said, like, it's all women and all, like, they're the ones who should run the world and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's got to be one extreme or the other. But ideally uh -huh. it would be right down the middle because one extreme mm -hmm. or the other look at anything do democrats you, republicans right. like look at one extreme or the other of anything and do it either ends problematic men, and i mean i don't know how you feel like if you wanted to be married someday have kids i don't i don't know about yeah. you but do you think men truly want like like an argument like an equal say like truthfully like i think and i could i could like, talk to other men, I could probably look it up. I don't know. I haven't done so yet, so I don't want to make it sound like I have. I mean, I've talked to people about this. 
But most men want to have the final say and have a woman that trusts them and that they trust. Like we sit down in a room together. Trust isn't entirely. No, but let me finish the statement though. We sit down in a room together. You tell me what you think. I tell you what I think. And I take that shit into account. And then I make the decision. And at the end of the day, you trust me. And I trust in myself. I trust in you. It's not like I'm ignoring you. I'm listening to you because I trust you. You are my wife because I chose you. I said, yo, you are that one. I believe that you are smart. You you, are, you have integrity. You have whatever. And she looked at me and said the same shit. I trust in you. Now, the only difference is when we talk about, like, and, and this is where I can't properly articulate this. I'm still learning, right? Uh, the back and forth about 50-50 is where it gets weird, you know? It gets weird because mo- mo- like most women from at least what I see want that 50-50 equal say, which is understandable, but then it gets uh, – it's a lot of double standards in life, period, but it, it's just weird. I, I, I don't, I'd rather not dig into that part unless you have something to say about it. Double standards meaning? No, not the double standards Well, part. no, I just wanted yeah. an example of double standards. That's why I said I didn't want to get into that part because that could be a whole, a whole different conversation, you know what I mean? But all right, you ready to get back into it? All right. And I think my theory is exhibited all around. So my loose theory is that because women forgot or outright dismiss how they can add value to their relationships, they fear that if a real man found out who they were, he wouldn't want to have their back. The government, on the other hand, doesn't know them, not personally. So do you think that's why some women depend on government? Because in order to have support, they mustn't be truly known. Perhaps they hide behind the notion that they're worthy of support, that they're a good person who's worth being saved, as long as it's by someone who doesn't know them. <laughs> what is her thing with the if government? If that makes you upset, it might be worth taking a deep dive into who you really are and what you really provide. Oh, but wait, I know. The government doesn't just have your back, it's the nation's back. They're looking out for everyone. Okay, fine. If that brings you comfort, fine. But the only way people really look at the world is through their own lens. You don't want to die. Yeah, I know. You don't want anyone else to die. How noble. But really, it's you you're concerned about. You live your entire life thinking about you. And let me guess, it's also the government who thinks about you, who cares about you. Because government doesn't think... What is her deal with the government? Why does she keep bringing up the government? Well, when- <laughs> all right, all right, I'll, I'll bring it up. I, I want to make a statement and then go back into it and just think about what I said. Okay. All right. So... There's a whole discussion about accountability. So the whole idea is if a woman and a man get together and the man leaves her when she has the kid, obviously the guy is a deadbeat, right? So she would get government assistance because she's a single mom. But in that particular scenario, she still chose to have sex with a person that didn't have enough integrity to stay. Not to say she could control him leaving, but she still chose to have that baby and now it's the government's responsibility to compensate for her lack of being able to choose a good father that's the best way to simplify it so talking about the government women tend not to listen to the man because they feel they don't need the man at the end of the day a lot of the times and that's like the rhetoric that gets passed around that's what she's going off of they would rather trust the government to support them opposed to falling in line with a man that could support them 
Now, let's get back to it. Think about themselves. They're altruistic. That's why they were voted in, right? Is to think about you. People in government aren't really known for killing and starving their own kind. Democide has only killed, like, less than Charles Manson. Wait. I might have that wrong. Well, anyway, if you want, you look up the numbers on democide. Ladies, we've had it wrong for a long while. And not all ladies, but a lot of ladies. Women have been raised, like I said before, within classrooms that vilify men and bolsters government and women. We've seen cartoons where the woman is the smart, strong hero. We've seen action movies that give women totally fake powers over men. But they never show a woman's true superhero strength. They don't show the key to how to live and die a meaningful life. So what is our strength? You want to guess? It's femininity. Let's play the worst case scenario game. Okay, let's say shit goes down like serious shortages, fighting individuals, banding together. So feminists or any ladies who has have stated that they want total equality. For the strong independent proclaimers, do you really, really, really want an equal fight with a bad man? Do you really think that's your, that's your natural place, to fight and win? Or would it be an unfair fight, so you would want the guy to say something like, okay, well, I'll give you 10 swings before I hit you. But that wouldn't be equal, would it? For the banding together scenario, do you really think that you should be taken on in a group just because you're a woman, or you're black, or you're Hispanic, or you're tall, or you're skinny, or you're fat? Is that how equality works? Do you really think you should be chosen to split wood over a more qualified man just because you're a woman? Do you Here's one. Do you really want to walk through dangerous streets with a feminist man? One who also believes that you're equal to him in all ways. Do what you want to the girl, but leave me alone. These scenarios are something that most people are not faced with, but they're still great examples of the ridiculousness of the modern feminist point of view. You take a mindset, a theory, and apply it to the worst case scenario, it must, if it's a good theory, it must also work in today's landscape. The truth is, as far as I can see, women have power, but they forgot it. Duh, they forgot. It's all the goddess groups and the women's get-togethers. They aren't really focusing on your real power, your real strength. They're just trying to teach you how to use your natural power in unnatural ways. You know what I want? I want to walk through the streets with a real man who understands that I'm not his equal, I'm his foam. I want to support a real man who can fight a bad man. And then when the time is over and his testosterone is still pumping through his veins and violence is in his eyes and it's time to bring him back home to peace. It is my job to love him. Some people say it's called fucking the war out of men. That's why porn is popular. Here's my opinion. Because men like the reward that comes with masculine acts. Men who are just masculine for themselves, who conquer only for themselves, have no one to fuck the war out of them. So they praise themselves. You know what I mean? Hmm. Or hire someone to do it. It's, it's logical. I get it. Like, whoa, I did a good job. I chopped some wood. Okay, getting back to ladies. Do you really want to compete with men over scarce resources? I don't. I want to be on the side of one man who doesn't believe in equality, but takes pride and protection in what is his. So what is our natural role, women, ladies? Our role is to be at home and to make it his home, to nurture him, to fuck the war out of him, to bring him back to a place of peace. Home is your heart, your arms, your body. Home is the cooking that you do for him. Cooking is no joke. Knowing what your man likes and then preparing it with a smile on your face is a big deal. If it were a little deal, half the women in America wouldn't bitch and moan about it. Half the women in America would actually know how to do it. I mean, that's how lost we are. Some women are so lost in narcissism and competition that they don't even know how to cook. Home is the solace he feels in a real woman's company. 
Calm is the way he feels in your presence because there's no posturing, no competing, no orders. Calm is the words of consolation and support he hears from your lips, the lips of the woman he's chosen who has chosen him. A real woman, a real woman's role is to keep things clean. The house, the children, the communication, the intentions. Your role is to keep your children safe and likable and jolly and sharp and useful. Your job is to make him laugh through thick and thin. Your job is to rub his shoulders after he's tilled the garden or felled a tree or had a hard day at the office. Your job is to stay as beautiful as you can so he has something wonderful to look at. The job of a real woman is to be the someone that he can look at with genuine fondness and think, she's mine. And you look at him with fondness and think, he's mine. And that brings you both such an abundance of meaning and pride and fulfillment and provides you with such ambition to keep providing more and more for each other that you realize that when the roles are skewed and men stop acting like men and women stop acting like women and things become out of balance, it brings about misery and destruction. Ladies, we're not meant to leave our homes. We're meant to be the home, to build our home, to reinforce our home to make the home welcoming and beautiful and smell good and have all the space and readiness for your real man's heart. When you do that and you find a real man who's ready for you, he will focus on his property, his home. He cares for it, works hard for it, thinks about it when he's gone and can't wait to get back to it. Or not. Or not. Stay in competition. Be stronger. Get your nails did. Get your promotion and rally for women's rights. Allow others to raise your children so you can blame the system that they didn't turn out as wonderful as they could have. Turn to the government. Vote your way to happiness. Order takeout forever. Go to school to obtain a degree that keeps you away from the house so you can fight with your partner about how hard you work outside of the house and that he should do more work around the house, more chores. Go and spend a lot of money on education that keeps you forced to work in a city because that's where all the jobs are. So Joe Biden and frankly, most of the government is calling for the government to support families, communities, and small businesses. Question, do you believe that families, communities, and businesses are important? If you do, then act like it. Be the backbone of your family. Provide for your family. Because strong families create strong communities. And you know what thrives on strong communities? Small businesses. It's simple, right? Is it easy? No. Is it simple? It is. So today's keyword will be today is shortage. If you have a comment and you would like me to consider commenting on your comment tomorrow in the commenting on comments video, then use the word shortage. Mm. You can stop it now. I'm pretty sure it's done. Yeah, it's done. Okay. Finally finished. Yeah. Now let's see how you feel about it. As it went, I had less and less words. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so in like 1956, there was this thing posted in a magazine. Mm -hmm. And it was 10 tips and tricks for a happy home. Yeah, And it was all about what the wife needed to do. To have a happy home for her husband. Most of that was in there. Mm. It was an actual ad printed in 1956 for actual advice for how the home should run. Yeah. She seems like a new age version of a Stepford wife. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the impression she's giving me. 
mm-hmm. like kids speak when spoken to the house stays clean put a little vanilla in the that. oven to she, make sure it smells like cookies in the house she, she implied that when she said make sure the kids look good jolly they're useful and sharp that's what i'm saying that, like that implies speak when spoken to right that's what i'm saying though she sounds exactly I, I like a, the 1950s ad i disagree when i heard her say that she reminded me of my cousin my cousin that was like, yeah, I want to homeschool my kid. I'm going to do this with my kid. I'm going to raise him up to blah, blah. I see her embracing that role and saying how she wants to make her kids this, that. And it sounds like that. I don't look at it and as And I mean, a, if you want to do that, cool. But uh, you shouldn't tell somebody that because you're a woman, now you should be doing that. The problem, this is yet another example of everybody telling everybody else, this is what you should do. Mm-hmm. When the whole fucking issue is that we're all different. There's nothing that anybody should or should not do because we are all mm. on different paths. We come from different places. We want to be in different places and we want to take different ways to get there. Mm-hmm. So like, we're both around the same age, but say you're getting married, doesn't mean I should be married by the time I'm your age. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like the idea. I'm not saying that she's inherently wrong or right. Mm-hmm. I personally don't agree with what she says. I think that sounds a little too, like, okay, go get a sex doll if that's what you want. Like, because mm-hmm. that's basically all you want. A sex doll that cleans the house. See, now, to elaborate on that, right, when I hear this, and I understand why you're saying what you're saying. Yeah. And this is partially what I meant. Because I feel that you're saying what you're saying because of how society has influenced you. I feel like like I probably would have said a lot of what you're saying before I was introduced into this philosophy and started really thinking about things, right? I get it. But one of the things that is starting to stick out just from watching different people's experiences, what is the goal? Like long term, you know what I mean? And that's where it really comes down to because... A woman hears this and they instantly think about themselves, obviously, right? Because they're talking about women. It's like, it's a, with this particularly, it's a woman telling other women to follow something that most women have been told not to follow. So it's understandable why a person would be like, what? But within this, it's like, if you want to be with a man one day, if, if that's what you want, if you would like to have a family one day, then you have to ask, what do men want? And if most men, and I can't say that as a fact, but I'm saying just most people I've spoken to, maybe five to ten people that I've discussed this with uh, would want that. That's just me. I mean, and I'm going to continue to ask different people I come across and continue because I have yet to find someone, a man, who has not felt this way to a point. And I feel like it could be hyperbolized if you just listen to the video. If you there's not a single generation of man that was taught growing up that it was anything less than acceptable to not be head provider. Well like they they were taught that they needed to be head provider to be a real man. Uh They were the ones that had to provide. Do you disagree with that? Yes. Okay. I think that's why do you disagree? Is it is it like based on you think that's society telling us or like society told that's us? That's another example of society telling you what you have to do. Okay. If you 
want to be an artist and you want to stay home with the kids and you want to draw and paint and do whatever the fuck you're doing, it's you making your money, you developing your skills, you're still cultivating you, working on you, just like she said. Yeah. But you're staying at home with the kids while I'm going to the office 40 hours a week because your painting is sporadic. It's not the main primary income, but it is you driving your skill, your talent, your progress. You are sharing. You're getting bigger. You're mm-hmm. getting bigger gallery shows, whatever. Like, you're still growing as a person and you're influencing your family, but yet your wife is the one out working. Mm-hmm. Does that now mean that your wife is the complete boss of you? No. Not, um, not She's not the boss of you just because she makes more money than you. I would agree with that statement, but I feel like there's extra steps that you probably can't relate to. Right? I think it all depends like, on the person because if you if I if me and you both go into a partnership with different yeah. people, right? Uh-huh. I would I am a 50/50 person. That's who I am. So I would need to find somebody that wants a 50/50. Whereas you want to be a provider, not saying you do, but if you did, you want to be a provider. Yes. You need to find a woman who's not like me. You need mm-hmm. to find a woman who wants to be provided for. So it um, all depends on the match, what your roles would be. Like if you are a stereotypical traditional person and that's what you want, then go for it. But nobody should be told that that's the standard that they need to get to to succeed. Well, the rest of this is going to be all audio. <laughs> Camera just die? No, nah, my battery. I mean, not my battery. Um, my memory card is full. Oof. But, um... I, I feel you. I I think one of the key issues though is being able to have these talks. But I got a, I got another question, right? So you said you would like to have a family one day, mm-hmm. like ideal husband, kids, right? Mm-hmm. If if twenty years go by, okay, right, and you hold on to your beliefs that you currently have, if let's say thirty years go by. And Damn, I'm already in my 50s? Shit. All yeah. right. So 30 years go by, and you've held on to these beliefs mm-hmm. about what you want in a relationship, and you haven't found it. Would you feel regret, or would you, like, accept it? I would accept it just because, like, this. it's going to sound like a knee-jerk. Like, I would accept it. I wouldn't be mad. But, mm-hmm. like, I genuinely would because, to me, standing by my morals and my beliefs and what I value is important. Yeah. So even if it did go, shit, we can go 40 years in the future. I'll be 60. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to die alone. Yeah. But I still won't regret it because right. I would have rather have lived my life to the fullest in the way that I felt right than had to have compromised my values or what I wanted for somebody else to be involved. I respect that. I respect that 100%. You got more to say? Continue. Yeah, I was, I'm, it's more, I'm more focused on being true to myself, not so much true to anybody's standard, whether it's hers, the government's, toxic masculinity standards, anything, like any standards. Like I feel like that's where people get fucked up and that's where people get so many issues is trying to – hold the frame out like the stencil on the wall and then fit yourself perfectly in that stencil when the stencil's half the size you are. Mm-hmm. You're not going to fit. But people spend so much time trying to jam themselves into that stencil that they forget how to be them. They forget how to live. They forget to live in the yeah. meantime because they're trying so hard to get what somebody told them they should have or what they're told is the goal or what they're 
growing up believing that they're going to be in the end. Mm -hmm. People are so focused on the destination, like, and their role where they have to, it, life is gray. It's not black and white. Mm. Like I, I, there are some things that are black and white. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's none, but the majority of life because of people's emotions, people's reactions, like everything is ever changing. Nothing is ever the same in two seconds. Yeah. So it's, I feel like it's so unpredictable. Like there's no way to set a preconceived notion. Like, like everybody's journey is going to be different. And like, I don't feel that you can say how it should go for one person or just anything just because like, what if I said, okay, so you say you grew up somewhere dirt poor, right? Yeah. You grew up outskirts, bad neighborhood, dirt poor, ramshackle housing, right? Yeah. I'm telling you that that's where you're going to end up because that's where you started. And I think you, that's a similar thing. You could say you could say it because it's the same thing. It's not quite the same thing, but it's the same as like me saying, okay, you grew up poor, so you're going to be poor same like, thing as for what? the rest of your life. Like saying like, this is what you're supposed to be. So like, you're a man, so you're supposed to be this. Oh I, no, I, you're, I you're broke. You're, you're going to be broke. But there's a lot of things that go into it. Whereas like, if you're poor, you don't have the same opportunities. You don't have the same experiences, blah, blah, blah. How, so you don't get the opportunity I, to make more money. I really don't think that's a good comparison at all. Comparing being a man to being poor. Um, it just a broad comparison, but all right, I would say I won't use a comparison at all. I'm just saying. No, I mean uh, you could use a comparison. What like from my perspective, being a man is an innate thing. It's you are a man, so there are certain things that come with being a man. Whereas being poor is a circumstance. Like a man can be adopted into a poor family. A girl could be adopted into a poor family, yeah. or a rich family. Though that's all circumstantial, opposed to being a man and the natural things that come up at, with being a man. Your dick getting hard when you turn ten years old, when you fucking all like, right, so fine like stuff like that. You have red hair. You have no soul. You're going to hell. You can't mm -hmm. help that you have red hair. That's the hair color you were born with. You can't help it. But that's not saying that you. It's just a stereotype that's perpetuated. You don't have a soul. Again, that you, there's no uh, way again, to tell that. Again, I think the way the I think the problem is how you view a man. To compare it to first being poor and then to compare it to having red hair. That is terrible. I mean, red hair doesn't come with masculine energy. Red hair doesn't come with the desire to provide. Like, there are certain natural things that come from being a man that it seems the feminist movement are denying. They're saying, no, that's not because you're a man. You're a person. Like, everybody can feel everything. And I'm not saying that's not true, but there are certain things that we naturally lead with. It just, like, it just is. It's something we can objectively look at, but we deny what we see or reword what we see. We say, I, I know most men do blah, blah, but let's not look at the statistics that say most men do it. Let's rather say... Well, 
I mean, everybody's still different, though. Even though 60% do this, everybody's still different. You know, it's circumstance. I understand. Like, we can talk about the individual and talk about the circumstances behind any one person. But if we're talking about the large group, if we're talking about a population, and most people have these results doing these actions, then let's look at that. Say, okay, what can we change up? If most people are having these results, let's see what we could do and what we could fix. Would you still say you want to be the main provider for your home if you were never taught that that was a man's job? If you had never been exposed to that line of thinking? If you had uh, grown up and yeah. everybody told you that the women were the providers and that mm -hmm. your job was to stay at home with the children, mm -hmm. would you say, okay, then that's my job? Uh probably i feel like or if, would that if, or would no. your nature that you're talking uh -huh. about yeah your masculine nature force you to say no i don't want the women to be the provider i mm -hmm. need to be the provider if everything you were taught is the opposite can i elaborate yeah you know it's actually interesting you ask that because we deal with that issue like today right so again i still believe that most men have that innate desire to provide protect whatever but then you have a lot of people like I, i'm in that i would say like where you're raised by primarily women. So when you see women holding everything down, there's a problem with men nowadays relying on the women to a negative aspect, still being led by their nature, still like you have a lot of, it's the, the deadbeat who don't got a job, but he borrows his girlfriend's car and cheats on her. It's that. His masculine nature makes him lead nas masculinely, but she's still holding it down. She, he's falling into that place because society's like, yo, women lead shit, women handle shit, but I'm still a man that you don't even say it out loud, but I'm, I'm going to blah, blah. You start, like, I feel like it doesn't contradict. It's something that we could look at. Like that is very, a very interesting thing because you had a lot of dudes that are falling victim to that, having been heavily influenced by that, like woman dominant world opposed to having a natural role model somebody that could show them how we work together it's like how you gonna have a good marriage if you never witnessed a good marriage growing up it's not to say you won't just, just for clarification when we're speaking of men versus women are we speaking gender or sex um again i am not one of the people who differentiates to be real with you i mean i look at it all the same i use the appropriate terms if i'm around my friends that will feel offended by like, it because i literally have a t-shirt on that says you don't get to be offended by science yeah like because like it's i don't think it matters like sex wise like if it if you're going by your genitals and the amount of hormones that are in your body from birth mm. i don't think that has fuck all to do with you don't think most it's like of your deeper in the dna not not even just chemical you don't think like we learn as we grow and as we evolve as people like humans learned how to swim yeah so future <clears throat> humans are able to swim more efficiently yeah. stuff in our dna like men have always been a provider so we naturally want that whereas men women have always been a nurturer so they naturally want that and as we evolve as society it becomes less and less needed to differentiate because we have so much that help us not need it. You contradicted yourself, though, because you started no. with talking about nature and then you switched to society because mm -hmm. one has nothing to do with the other. Mm -hmm. Well, see, like well, what your nature elaborate. is, yeah. is to me, the definition of nature is 
if I'm by myself and I was never going to see anybody and nobody would ever know that mm-hmm. I was going to do anything when I still make good choices. Like nobody was ever, not even, okay, I'm good not going to say make good choices. No. I'll just say, would I do it if I was by myself versus a hundred people? Like okay. my nature is what I would do when no one's looking. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily come into play a lot of the times when you get into society because there are societal pressures and then there's class pressures and then there's like all different distinctions based on X, Y, and Z, a hundred million freaking things where you work, what you look like, what you do, everything. Like, so I don't think that nature can be discussed when you're talking about society because you don't know how much is actual nature and how much is decades and decades and generations of societal pressure. You don't think it's a cycle? Like they're one and the same, like a mixture of the two. I think nature is very simple. We want to be warm. We want to be fed and we want to be touched. That's pretty much mammals. That's, that's nature. As far as I'm concerned, like where my, like, in my opinion, that's that's where it stops for you. You don't think there's anything more innate to specific things? I maybe Honestly, I'm a believer, even how we process things is impacted by nurture, not nature. Like the way we think, like the way we take in information. Do you feel like we stop right there? Because I feel like certain things where our disagreements come from what we feel is nature versus what we feel is nurture. Because I might say something and I genuinely feel like, yes, this is a natural thing. And you might disagree because you feel like it really isn't and it's more based on how they were raised and what they were influenced by. That's why the nature versus nurture discussion has been going on for hundreds of years because nobody nobody can actually make a definitive line and say, okay, this is the line. That's not true. It all depends on what we're talking about. It's like we, we know for a fact. It, all, it literally depends on what we're talking about. Like, like, but you, there's so many facets of everything that could be nature versus nurture. It's hard to say in every single one of those where yeah. to draw the line. I agree. How much is nature versus nurture? a lot of the times nurture. it is clear cut. Example, you can't domesticate a tiger. You could have it when they're little. You could train them. But you can never actually like be friendly. Like Even people who run reserves and all that stuff and will play and run around and wrestle with them know their nature and what will happen and a lot of them get bit some of them get killed some of them lose limbs and still go back and keep the job but they understand the nature we are the type of people you're definitely talking about tiger king right now <laughs> I, I, you know i actually never watched tiger king yo you're dead ass serious because the ass, girl dead ass lost an arm and there was a yeah. whole debate I, on I she went back that, yeah i'm on facebook a lot and i see a lot of like random shit so animal pages and all that shit so but within that there is a clear-cut nature that we deny within ourselves we there's also a lot of people who own wild animals and i say Mm -hmm. wild meaning anything that could be potentially dangerous to them since birth Mm -hmm. or since young age and they grow up and they're completely domesticated Mm -hmm. they know where their food comes from they know their humans are their love like Mm -hmm. they they'll i've seen people with freaking cheetahs that'll cuddle up like i saw one person in particular but she had a cheetah that would literally sleep with her in mm-hmm. bed didn't wasn't even violent toward um, the kids wasn't scratching I nothing like don't disagree with you but i'm saying you always see it so like but i'm um, but all right look what you just said did not take away from what i said i feel like that was a runaround you said you can't because i i said inherently take away no within i brought up the tigers specifically to say 
there are things in nature that you can clear cut say is nature versus nurture. We deny that within ourselves. When we have proof to say within humans, this is nature, we get the fight back of no, it is nurture. And we suffer the consequences of not following our nature. In my opinion, back in the day, that 1957 article you think, she's saying a lot of the stuff that that article said, okay, I can probably see why. And I see back then a lot of the issues. There were big problems in America. People didn't, it wasn't healthy. A dude's wife would act up and he sends her to an insane asylum. That's some fucked up shit. Agreed. Women have been abused and hurt and fucked up. Do I think it's right? No. I am with women getting justice for every bad thing that happens to them. That being said, it's just certain things that we're not able to work forward past because we deny it. Like, it, that really is a thing. Like, we can say men are this way. And then you can have a poll where you ask a number of men and look at the percentages. And a woman will, well, let me not say a woman, a fighter of it, a person who just won't believe. Because, you know, it's actually funny. I had a conversation with AJ recently. AJ will be on your side. Not, not particularly about this video. There's another video. But AJ will be on your side. He has been raised by his sisters. And he's still a man, well, raised by sisters, raised by mostly women, raised around women. He has a feminine energy that he has has at his core. And because of that, I see. But yet he, he still gives off major fuckboy vibes. <laughs> right, because a, a man is a man at the end of the day. But nurture in his scenario, I get why he's saying what he says. That being said, he would probably agree with most of this shit, but then you never know because he probably has that view of his mom where his mom was probably leading things more in certain aspects and then his dad played certain things so you that is where nurture comes into effect and also there's not one single non-biased opinion on this in the entire world because literally it's different for everybody everybody thinks differently about nature and nurture and even if you think like oh inherently this is what we are like i I only think there are very few things that are nurture stay alive stay Mm -hmm. fed and stay warm like, that's pretty much what, as far as I'm concerned, what nature is. Would you believe statistics? Like, I'm going, I'm going to have an episode where I literally just have a bunch of questions and pull up statistics to answer it and just see how people feel about it. Like, if I have statistics that state children raised by single fathers are more successful than children raised by single moms, and I was using that to argue how masculine energy can be more necessary for success than feminine energy would you look at that and say that's sexist that's bullshit or would you look at the statistic and say damn well let's say it statistics are tricky Mm because i'm gonna quote mama dr jones because Mm -hmm. like i said she's the best youtuber um and she said you can say you can take two things that are true Mm -hmm. like you can say the bigger the fire the more damage right uh, can you say that? It, it's an example of something you could say. like Just say the larger amount of water, the more wet. That's probably better. The bigger the fire, the more burns down, though. I mean, you said the more damage, and that's not always... Not, you could have a really big fire, but it depends on where the fire is at, how hot the fire is, what keeps the fire going. There's okay, that, so yeah. you know when there's very large fires and there's a lot there's a lot more damage as opposed to like a really small little kitchen fire you put out real quick and there's just that little bit of damage. You know what I mean? I'll go along, yes. Okay, so... 
And, you know, when there's a larger fire, more firefighters appear on scenes or more hands to help put it all out, right? Yeah. So, technically, more firefighters on scene means more damage. Oh, I'm taking two true things. Like, yes, bigger fires mean more firefighters and bigger fires also mean more damage. But I, I'm I giving you, I like leading you. I example, though. Like, I, I, I see where you're trying to go using the firefighters, but I think literally there's so much i don't even know if that's true or not bro like it's literally just the comparison (laughs) like you're picking it the fuck apart like i just wanted to make sense before i can agree with you i have to agree (laughs) with you it's i would say it's not like i'm saying like it's it's literally just saying that you can take two things that are true Mm -hmm. like if the fire encompasses the whole building, there will be more damage than if it only encompasses one apartment. Yes, yes, I can agree with that. Okay. Yes, 100%. So, but if the fire encompasses the whole building, uh-huh. instead of two firefighters or three firefighters for the little apartment fire, they're bringing two or three teams of firefighters to put out the whole building okay. to surround it from all edges, right? Okay. So, when more firefighters are on scene, mm-hmm. there's more damage, but... They don't actually correlate. I mean, I'm leading you to the wrong conclusion no, with that's the two. wrong direction because that would just be illogical. There isn't more damage because there's more firefighters. The firefighters came because it was a bigger fire, and you don't know how much damage there is until after the fact. But according to the statistics, you see this many firefighters, this much money in damage, and then this many firefighters, this much money in damage. And if that's all you're looking at, you're now led to believe that more firefighters means more damage, but you don't know the background information because the statistic tells you if there's five firefighters, you pay 15000 If there's 10, you pay Is that 40. how you believe statistics are supposed to work? I'm not saying that's how they're supposed to work. I'm yeah. saying there's a lot of them out there that do work like that specifically to push forward agendas. So I do believe statistics. I just depends where they come from. I agree with that statement. To me, I feel you. I definitely get you. Because there's a lot of people that censor shit and cut shit out mm -hmm. to push their own point across. I'm with you. That, to me, honestly, I'd be offended if somebody did that. Because it's like, yo, you don't think I could read? It's like, if you have statistics, regardless of what it is, there has to be some type of, like, list of everything. Show me where did you grab the pool from? What are you talking about? You're, You're saying, okay, this many firefighters. For this much in damage, okay, how did the fire start? How big was the fire? So on and so forth. What, did they have to chop down a door? It's so much that goes into it where it's as simple as saying, okay, I mean, the bigger the fire, the more firefighters that kind of come. I guess, okay, I I could go there, but then we start talking about, like, yeah, more damage. Well, then that's... Well, it depends on where your sample is, too, for what your question is. I'm just talking about the logic of the statistic, not even, like, the example, just within that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you can't can't be getting a statistic about poverty under 18 or whatever, like, and then the only sample size is downtown Beverly Hills. Right. Because you're not going to get an accurate statistic because your sample size is wrong or skewed in a way that does not make sense. You know what I mean? I agree. Let, Let me give you a hypothetical, then. I just mean that they can be shaky. That's I get sketched when I see, start seeing statistics just because mm. it's like, I'd rather not see the statistic. I'd rather see the study. Like, you know what I mean? All like yeah. itself and look at multiple studies than I see agree. a summed up statistic of them. Yeah, um, I feel you. I mean, when I say statistics, the study would be included. I mean, I wouldn't just pull up a chart that says something 
You know, there, there's no background information for that. Oh, yeah. See, but, most people do that, so. You know, that's, like I said, I would be offended if somebody did that. That's playful. But hypothetically, and I don't even, what I'm just giving a hypothetical scenario. Let's say I had a study with a million men and a million women over the course of 25 years. And it was specifically looking at single parents and the success rate. It was random, a random million women, a random million uh, men. And throughout 25 years, different cultures, ethnicities, so on. Mm -hmm. Single parents looking at the poverty levels of each one. And again, it would be balanced out, right? But like just from birth to 18, looking at the success rate, the education levels, everything, right? If if everything on the data chart implied that we could we could look at the children by the father, the single father is more successful than the woman. What would you feel about that? I heard somebody say that. I don't know if it's true. I got to find that statistic. But if that were true, would that make you say, okay, so maybe we do undervalue masculine energy in relationships? Or would that, like, would you say something to argue the statistic? Honestly, if single fathers do turn out better kids than single mothers, my question then becomes, why is the red pill community a thing? Because if the single father takes care of and puts out better children than the women, why is the women's role making sure the kids turn out okay? Why is the women's role the one staying home with the family when obviously they turn out better with the dad? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If that is a real statistic, I'm wondering how, how it's... How it, how it links up for... Right. Uh -huh. Like, because we just watched somebody saying that the opposite was true. The women's role is to... Watch the kids, make them better, be mm. happy, keep your home clean, all that well, shit. You, that wasn't her saying the opposite was true. But I'm no, I'm saying she is saying that the women's job is to make sure they grow up and turn out great or whatever she said. <laughs> the quote I don't remember the direct one. But it was within the context of a relationship. Yeah. Okay. But if so. But see, if yeah. single dads and single moms are tested separately, but the single dads turned out better. Would that not mean that the father is more equipped to raise the children and have them turn out well? I would take that as the father is necessary, period. Period. I wouldn't say better equipped to raise the child. I would say masculine energy is necessary for a child. And if a child is raised by a masculine energy, they will get by more often better than the woman, I mean, than the child raised by the feminine energy specifically. Um, that being said. But also saying that, though, the best, same thing. No, but it, the context of that is saying the woman's role within the relationship. Yeah. Meaning if a woman is not in a relationship, the child won't be successful. Whereas the dad plays his role regardless of the mother. That is kind of fucked up to word it that way. But I guess that's how I would take it personally, as in a father is always going to be a father, but a mother needs a husband to be a proper mother. It sounds really fucked up, but that's kind of the implication of it. That was a painful sentence to have to hear. Um, I feel you. <laughs> but I mean, Cause like, that's the only no. way I could like 
I'm if you ask anybody that. with a single mom, they're like, my mom held it down. Like, they were the strongest. They were the best. Like, mm-hmm. shit. Most people I know that were raised by single moms. I was. Like, right. Think their mom is the bee's fucking knees. They're the mm-hmm. badass Yo, bitch, strong woman. Can like, I, Can I speak from a single, like, mom perspective, like, from being raised by that? Because I came up with my grandmother, and from 12 on up, I was with my aunt. Love my aunt. She held everything down. She was a great person, a great support system and everything. That being said, I could look back and see the negatives of being raised by her alone without having a responsible masculine energy there. I can look at myself and see how I am. Here's something real simple, and I, I I could assume what you might argue with, with what I'm about to say, right? I remember asking my aunt what she wanted me to do prior to her passing away, right? And she knew I wanted to do music and everything, and she told me, I don't care what you do as long as you're able to take care of yourself and support yourself. And I appreciated that, and I felt good about that, you know? And it, it gave me a confidence, and she was always there to take care of me and everything. But then now, years later, I look back at my 17-year-old self, and I'm just like, yo, I wish she told me, like, yo, here, go do this program and get this job. It's like, I, I wish she, I, I, like, if my grandfather was younger and he was around more, he'd be like, hey, go go do this. That direction that you are probably going to say isn't only available from a man, uh, from a man, whatever. I'm not saying that a woman can't help guide people. What I'm saying is within that specific dynamic, my aunt was doing everything that she could, that she was supposed to do, and she held it down. I love her. She never did anything to negatively affect me. It was the absence of other energy that led me to where I was at, that lack of direction. And every time I was around other sorts of energy, it was not the type, the the caliber that I had respected. You know what I mean? So within that, I get it. I, I get how that could lead. Because it's not to say that the kids raised by the single father would be happier. It's that they would be more successful. It's not to say that they would be more loving. It's, it's literally on paper, but still, like, it, it still says something. The father is probably just more strict, more strict. Go to school, blah, blah, do this, get a job, blah, blah. So on paper, they're more successful, whereas the mother is more likely to give you other tendencies. You watch her, like, work hard, and you love her for it, but then that affects you in a way. And, like, I'm speaking from firsthand experience within that. Yeah successful depends on your idea of success mm-hmm. on paper if, if you mean like on paper like you have money you have house you have thing mm-hmm. you are successful yep okay I'm trying to figure out how like where i want to start I'm not saying that, like, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And to an extent, I agree with what you're saying. I don't agree that it is right, like, or, like, just, I should say, and not right. But mm-hmm. I don't agree that it is just, but I do agree that that is how it is. But what I do want is food for thought. Yeah. 
you said that if you had that male figure, do A, go get B, do C, like tell you what you'd be doing. Um, I, Well, to clarify, I said if I had the responsible male figure, that masculine energy, I would have had more direction and more guidance towards success opposed to my aunt leading with emotion. She said, as long as you can take care of yourself, be happy. That's because she was a woman and she moved forward with emotion. She loved me and she wants me to be as successful as I can, but she wants me to be happy. My father would have, well, not my father, my uh, masculine energy would have said, yo, come do this business because men are more focused on the success aspect. It's the same reason why you see a lot of women who are raised with strong masculine figures tend to be more educated. So, see what you're saying. My thing is, in my opinion, your male energy would have been more directional focused because they're passing on the same societal expectations that were given to them. I think they're passing on what's natural. I feel like we could talk about society. But they're told what's natural. Is all right, so if a fish or not a fish, if a fucking duck hops out the egg and they see their mom walking and then they not a duck, a bird, they see their mom flying around, are they following societal norms or are they doing what's natural? When a, when a bird flies for the first time and they flap their wings because they saw their mom and their brother and their father flap their wings. When a bird is, flies is for the first time, it's because norms. they get pushed out of the nest okay. by the parent. Okay. And not they saying, don't always make it. But what I'm saying is when they fly, are they doing it because every other bird flies and that's the societal norm? Or are they doing it because it's natural and that is what they do? That is how they live and move. That It's natural. That's a bad comparison, though, because we don't have wings. Like, you know what I mean? There's well, nothing that you can say. There's natural it... things that we do. And I feel like we're trying to fight it since, like, we're, we're at a point where we could talk about a penis being the thing, being our wings. No, that's not enough. Okay, well, we do this as men. Like, always have done this. That's societal. That's not natural. What is natural at that point? Because we can look at what we do, what always happens, what is statistically likely to happen, and we're telling each other, no, that ain't it. And look at where we end up from it. The divorce rates is high as fuck right now. People are in their 30s and 40s, unmarried, fucking uh, divorced, whatever. Now, back in the days, you could say what you want about just people being assholes and the system being fucked up on women. Cool. Marriages lasted longer. People want to say now, oh, yeah, they stayed together for 50 years, but your grandma was abused and blah, blah, blah. Cool. That's fucked up. I'm aware of that. It's not right, will never be right to abuse people, men or women. That's not cool. That being said, the reason that the family was more successful was because they stayed together and fell into the roles. I believe men abused their position at that point in time. The fact that men were putting their women down, down, down to that point is fucked up. And there is a natural role that we should play and there is a balance. My personal goal, if I had my perfect world, I would have my business I would have my wife. My wife does not have to work if she does not want to work. If she doesn't want to work, she can raise the children. That being said, I would like her to be a part of me and my life. If she doesn't want to work, cool. You could 
at least like fucking print some fucking flyers or something. If you're contributing to the family, we're good. But I don't want my wife to do anything she don't want to do. I want to give her that option and be able to provide that. And I would like, in the same way that the, the video said, all that shit, I'm with that shit. That's real. And most men feel that way. And there's a lot of dudes that, that we just got to wait longer now because that's what's really starting to happen. It's like dudes in their 20s, they're, they're trying to build themselves, but a lot of them are distracted. A lot of them are not focused on their purpose, not focused on growing as people. We're running around, we're fucking around, like in the way you said, living in the moment, where I agree, sometimes you got to live in the moment, but we get so caught up in living in the moment that 10, 20, 30 years go by, and then we want to wait until it's all done to go find somebody. And then the sexual marketplace value is something that we got to talk about because it's like if, if, a, if a woman wants to have a family, let's take technology out of it. You hit a certain age, it's, it's high-risk pregnancy. Like, it, it's just harder. Whereas men, I mean, a regular men can probably produce sperm into their 60s plus. We have more time to start families than women have. Technology is helping now. You know, you could freeze your eggs and do whatever, but just on a natural level, we have more options because we could wait longer and then still pick from whatever pools. And then naturally, it gets weird because, I don't know, right now, society working through shit. Like, we're, we're just in a clusterfuck. But I don't know. What you think about all that? What I was just saying? Because I just went off for a sec. No, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. I it just still all comes down to the same conversation is there's no way of knowing what is inherent nature and what's not. Mm -hmm. There's not a single way of knowing whether you think you've analyzed all trends back to the dinosaurs or not. Like there's no way because the only way to for sure know would be to have fucking a hundred men and a hundred women, all different places or whatever, but never have interacted with another soul. And see what they do, and what uh, their goals how are. How does that factor in? If we're talking about the or nature like, of a man and a woman, right? But, so if we take yeah. everybody else in the world away, right, and we have these two people who have never met another soul in their life, yeah, right, just these people, will they still fall into the same gender roles? Hmm. I wonder having if there's a never test. experienced society. Uh, I, I wonder if somebody's actually done an experiment with that. Because personally, I feel like. Probably, yeah, we would fall into our natural roles. That's just me. I mean, I haven't seen anything to back that up, so I can't prove it. Right. There's no way yeah. to prove either end. So I it's mean, always going to be a philosophical debate because there's no way. Like, see, can we, Schrodinger's we cat, prove, I can tell you it's in the box, but you don't know it's in the box because you can't open the box. All right. So are, are we going to deny what is most likely, though? If we can't say 100%, this is it, but statistically, this is what's most likely. So let's adhere to it. Can we not say that at, at bare minimum? Like, yo, we know that this is what's most likely going to lead to success. So let's do this. Opposed to saying we don't know for sure and just going with proves unsuccessful. I mean, no, you can say this can lead to success and say. No, like, no, no, I said most likely. I'm, t I'm not talking about can and can't. I'm saying most because I feel like when you say can, that's taking away from like the purity of the point. The point is most likely, not Possibly, but probably. A lot of people make decisions based on most likely. I feel you. But what I'm saying is... I don't in, most in likely this, be clear scenario, I'll buy tickets. But I'm saying, in, in this scenario, we're fighting the most likely. We could look and say, most likely you will be happy 
if you do X, Y, and Z. But we're saying, yo, we don't know that for sure, man. Don't listen to society. They're trying to blah, blah, live your life. And But most likely, like, look, most likely this will work. And But you're just not, it's like, all right, okay. I mean, that's how it just looks from my perspective where it's just a lot of people are in denial, men and women. Like, a lot of us don't know how to value ourselves. And since we don't know how to value ourselves, we're walking through the world fucked up. We using people and getting used and we're just scattered and not able to figure shit out. And we make bad decisions because we're influenced by the wrong shit. And it's like we get screwed. All of us. But I feel like we can't have this talk because society really is like, no. Fuck everything that this woman just said. I'm not going to do that. I'm not your, I'm not your slave. It's like, no, but you're my wife. Like, what does that mean to you? What, what is a wife to you? And then what does your husband want wife to be? Cause it's like a lot of women think like, or at least sound like, I mean, I, I can't read people's minds, but just mm-hmm. listening. It sounds like a lot of them are like, they think I want this and this is what I am looking for. And I'm waiting for a guy who meets my standards and then I will be a wife. But they're not thinking about what the guy wants a lot of the times, or at least it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like they're coming at it from, I want this, I deserve this, and this is what I'm going to get. And the dude is just, it's like, yo, you ready to give her what she want? It's, it's, it it sounds like it from that perspective. Like a lot of dudes talk about marriage, and it's like giving her what she wants opposed to, like, did you choose her? Or did you just meet her standards? You know what I mean? And then vice versa. A lot of women let themselves be used by dudes. And they don't value themselves. And we don't know what to do. A lot of women are, like, fucking going to school, getting careers, and then looking for a husband and then judging the nigga because of what he makes and blah, blah. But we're not supposed to be valued the same, in my opinion. But I don't know. What you think about the sexual marketplace value stuff? I think this whole conversation basically just outlines main problems with society because like uh-huh. I I don't know why there are these I don't want to say expectations but like basically you know you get like yeah. that everybody should follow or should use as like a guideline or a compass or whatever Mm. when all of this this entire debate this entire discussion all of this can be handled by just you to you like you know what i mean it doesn't have to be you know i I, Mm. like i feel like this didn't even have to be a conversation because nobody needed to tell anybody what their roles were like i disagree continue I don't think anybody should have a set fixed anything in their life. Like, I mean, yes, having some things like a home to come back to, like, are good. But I don't see how your lot in life, like what you're born with, has anything to do with where you are or what you've done when you die. You know what I mean? Well, it's more about how you live. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't see how what you're, like, the parts you're born with have anything to do with how you live. 
how can you say that? <laughs> like I <laughs> do you not other think than the basic deal with specific shit just because of the parts they're born with? That's what I was about. That's what I started. That's what I was about to start saying. Was I mean oh. I get like the biological shit. Like men get boners, women get periods. Like shit happens. But Are we like gonna undermine that and like breeze past that. Like that's not the only thing to talk about. Like the biological shit and the. But I'm saying like I don't believe that that has anything to do with how you behave or what you do or. Wow. I see that. That's it. I completely disagree with that. I completely disagree. Continue. Yeah. I want you to elaborate. I think it's more of like, pardon me for being crass, but like my vagina has zero impact on most of my day-to-day life. Aside from like one week of the month, like that I actually pay attention to it. That's pretty much the only impact my vagina has on my life. I disagree, but I'm not the one that could articulate that. Aside from me making 80 cents on the dollar, but you know. (laughs) You don't think that having a vagina affects how most men interact with you in your day-to-day life? I didn't say that. I said I don't think it has anything to do with me as a person. Well, you don't... Well, how... Wait, My vagina has nothing to do with me as a person. It does not change what I want. does not change what I desire. It changes how you value yourself. It doesn't... Like, but it doesn't change, like, I don't want kids because I have a vagina. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like there that shit my best friend is an example she does not want kids ever she's not a family person that's not but she does want to get married she doesn't even want to actually get married she just wants to be in a relationship like that's permanent she doesn't even want the piece of paper that says she's married but she wants somebody she wants to be with somebody and thinking along these lines it's like telling her that there's not going to be somebody for her because she can't conform to this role. Yeah, it's literally saying that, yeah. That's fucked up, but it's, I'm right. starting to believe that shit. It's fucked up, but I'm really starting to believe that shit. Yeah, see, yeah. like, I want married and kids, but I am not going to be a stay-at-home mom. I do not want to be the one cooking dinner every single night. I do not want to be the one cleaning the house. I do believe in 50-50 division. Like, I want those goals. But I believe that a partner helps you build, like, the whole point of a, like, you you should be your own person successfully independently, is what I believe. But when you Mm. do find somebody, Mm -hmm. I believe that you guys should both be good and independent. But then when you get together you now have a bigger stepping stone to build something bigger and better you know what i mean like i feel Uh like two people should be able to exist by themselves Uh but just add to each other when they get to the partnership you know what i mean like i way the way that makes it sound is women aren't gonna be anything by themselves like you know what i mean like that sounds like it's more like saying it doesn't matter which can be problematic, I would say. I mean, it's offensive, but is it not? All right. That's like telling a little girl her dreams don't matter. No, but. Because not, she shouldn't that's do. Why I, that's, I don't want to talk to little girls because they, they would get their feelings hurt. Literally. All right. Let's say you, you make $100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you're looking for a husband 
are you looking for somebody that makes about the same as much as you? You don't really care how much they make? Or, like, would you hope they make the same amount as you? I mean, I don't I, For me, it's a person thing. I don't care. So you wouldn't care if they only made 30000 a year? No. Okay. All right. If you feel that way, cool. Right? I, based on a lot of other women's personal preference. It just they, depends on how materialistic you are. I guess. She take the right. money. But literally <laughs> within that, the whole point being, and I have to ask more women this, but I, all I know is just like outside of my personal experience. Like I've been asking a lot of guys that I know stuff about how they feel, but I need to start asking women about this type of shit. But just from other people's conversations, most women want somebody in their ballpark. And even if, like, a lot of women say, I make 100000 I would like a guy that makes about 100000 also. And then if, what if he made 50000 I mean, that's okay as long as, like, he had goals of, like, growing and moving forward. But, like, the whole idea of a lot of them, and this doesn't apply to you now, right? But a lot of them want a guy to make as much as them or more. And if he makes less, they're only okay with it if they feel he has a goal to make more. A lot of them deep down will not accept a guy as an equal. They want a guy not to feel inferior, like not so they feel inferior, but they want a guy that they look at as superior. And most dudes really don't give a fuck one way or the other. You could have a bum bitch on a corner homeless, but if she is beautiful and she is nice and kind, niggas will wife her up and put her in the house and bet. Versus same scenario with a woman. I'm not saying it'll never happen, but a woman is less likely to find a bum nigga on the street, take him to a hotel, shower him up, buy him some clothes, and turn him into a husband. Whereas most dudes, truly, if a nigga got enough money and he really don't need his wife to have nothing, then he really don't care if his wife has nothing. Like, really don't care. But it tends to be different with women. Women do care what you have because it's natural. Women care about that type of stuff on average. Not every woman, not you, because you, again, say that you would be okay with the working. But most dudes don't care. We don't value stuff the same way, and that's our issue. Like saying things don't matter when really it doesn't matter to you as a woman, but most men it matters. And the fact that you feel it doesn't matter is why we get into these problems. And when we try to talk about it, we're called problematic, and then the conversation's over. And then it's just not balanced. Now people are unhappy because we're not getting what we want. Thoughts? Thinking. Um, yeah. I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse at this point because, like, I am, I do see where the community is coming from, like, what thoughts they're having to get to where they are. Like, I see how it happened. Not saying I understand it, like, as something I could understand how they believe that or how they, like, think like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get it because that's not how I think, but I see how they get there. I don't agree with the logic. I think some things are being skewed a little bit, like, as far as 
what is an inherent nature versus what culture told us we should be. You know what I mean? And I feel like at the, like to go into it any farther would just be beating a dead horse because that's all it comes down to and that's going to differ between every single person you talk to. See, but I feel like we it, the only time that the conversation ends is when you loop it back to differing at every single person. Because that is one thing we don't need to discuss because every single person is different. What we need to discuss is 51% or more. Anything outside of that is irrelevant because every person is different. Like, like your point of everybody being different. But is what the I'm saying is, I don't think there is everybody. a 51%. See, that's because you're not looking at it. Because there is statistics on it that can be looked at, and people will just go back and say everyone is different instead of accepting the 51% and adjusting how they live. It always comes down to, well, even though you're telling me this, I don't want to do that. So everybody is different. It's going to be different for me. Like, that's what we tell ourselves. We, we deny the most likely and just say, it's going to be different for me. There are, what, 7.2 billion people? Some shit like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's possible, like, to have a pure, true 51%. And by that, I mean perfect sample size, perfect, like, a little bit of everywhere, like, over this many time, this many years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, to have the perfect You're denouncing statistics. Data. You're denouncing statistics so we could focus on an individual that feeds into your narrative. Opposed to looking at statistics, we are trying to invalidate. I have, I'm, I'm saying I haven't seen any statistics. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm saying. I'm, I'm not talking about any specific statistics. I'm talking about the idea of statistics. Because we haven't talked about any numbers. Every time I say, if we have statistics, you invalidate the idea of statistics without even looking at numbers. You're just saying, even if we had the numbers, still, I'm going to feel a way about it because everybody is No, different. I'm saying I would need to see where it comes from because people use statistics to give you the feel, wrong idea well, all the time. Melissa, we already established how people do that and how I consider that disrespectful and how within our specific scenario... We would have to study and have all the data and have everything. That has already been established within the context of what we're speaking on right now. So with that in mind, you would still invalidate the statistics because you feel everyone is different. Because of that, we can't move forward. Not because it's a nature versus nurture beating a dead horse, but because you feel a way about it and will not let the logical answer, move forward. A logical answer, follow the statistics. Emotion is like, I don't like that. I don't feel that's right. I feel like, I feel, feel, feel. Everybody's different. Every, okay, but the 51 is right there. And it's 51% of however many people were in that specific case. We could look at that. But at every point when we have evidence, if we had evidence, again, we're not even looking at no numbers. If there were evidence already without even having numbers, you're invalidating it. You see? I never said I didn't trust statistics. I just said they needed to be reputable. They needed to be okay. accurate data, like scientific. They needed to have different variables, control variables. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they oh. just needed to have evidence to back them. 
not just some random agree. statistics. That's the only point I was trying to make with that. I feel you. It's not what you just said just now, though. But I feel you. I feel you. Like, there's, I don't think there's any way to have a pure 51%. I, I, I stand by that. I don't think there's any way. You're talking about for the entire human race? I'm, I'm, that's what I'm talking about, majority of people, period. I mean, is 51%, uh, is 51 out of 100 not 51%? It is, but I'm saying I so how, don't. how can you not have a pure 51% if you know how many you started with? And I don't, no. I, I don't mean by numbers. I mean, like, you can't have a, I don't think that there is a majority. Like, I don't think you can find the perfect sample size and say that, like, I, yes, there are statistics that say majority says this. Family Feud does a whole fucking game show on it. Mm-hmm. Majority rules. But I'm saying that I'm trying to figure out how to put this to change it from how I just said it. statistics are good you just take them with a grain of salt like you can't use them to prove definitive points because there's no such thing as a perfect experiment like Mm. i feel like you can take that information and say okay well the majority of women want kids just point blank period not even anything else just majority of women want kids is that a true statement yes is it yes you feel that way like, but the, the, that, those are statistics that I have seen. I would say majority of women do want kids, but not natural. But I was going to say, even though that statistic says the majority of women want kids, just because I know 10 women that don't want kids doesn't mean that statistics not true. Mm-hmm. It just means that they pulled from a different sample size. So they're not saying that, that sounds like an invalidation tactic. No, it just means that your personal experience differs from the majority. Right. But, but no, you, you but just so you can't that. use that to invalidate. Like you can't say like, oh, that can't be true because my experience is different. You say, okay, well, that can be true. My experience has been different, but they pulled from this experience or that this sounds place. Like an invalid- you should say, okay, this is most likely true. My personal experience is different. Period. You, at that, like, because prior to you judging the statistics, you're going to look at the sample size. You're going to look at all that. And you could, if you want, you could keep invalidating and saying, well, that was only 100,000 women from from Arkansas. But I've never like, invalidated, you know I mean? Grav. No, I'm saying to, <laughs> to say, well, it all depends on the samples. Obviously, that is a statement that is used to invalidate the statistic. Instead of saying my personal experience differs, but most women want a you're going into saying well it well who are these women they chose obviously no obviously that's not what i was saying you missed my point dude okay all right i'm sorry i apologize no i would say it's okay it's just i'm not saying that i'm using that to invalidate the statistic i'm saying like you i didn't can't. say you said that i said that's what you were doing well yeah but i'm saying you yeah. i'm saying that you can't invalidate the specific the statistic just because your experience was different mm. because that statistic is still true mm. as long as it's from the source, whatever. Like, you got a good source. That's this is it's going to be true whether mm. you experience it that way or not. 
So I'm not saying that your personal experience can invalidate it. Like, it's just saying that you have to, like, be like, okay, you can't shut everything down just because your experience is different. That's all I was saying is that because they pulled from over here and I didn't go over there. I've only seen over here. Mm -hmm. So I can't say that that statistic isn't true because I've never been over there. You know, my experience has been here and it's different from the statistic, but I can't say that the statistic isn't true because I don't want it to be here because everybody's different. Yes, everybody's different, but yes, that statistic still exists. Like it still says majority says this. I, all right. So based off of what you said, I just don't think that you can get any definitive answers, whether it's statistically or not on nature versus nurture. That's why it's been a conversation since the. Ten hundreds. I feel you. I, feel you. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I, we don't gotta keep going back and forth on, on that specifically because I feel as though it, it really just comes down to how we view things, right? Because for the way you just worded it, I get where you're getting at as far as you can't invalidate this uh, statistics, but your personal experience. But you would look at it and say, well, look at the pool, and their experiences are different than my experiences based on where they were. I get that. You know, that makes sense. I guess for me, if it were somebody else not, that I was talking to, not you, I would assume they were being petty, right? I would assume that they were saying that to say, well, I experienced this, even though they pulled from a large pool and they did this whole study, it disagrees with what I've experienced. So, well, where where where, where were they from? Oh, that's just them in Arkansas that go through that. Yeah, my experience is different. That that's kind of how it comes off. Where, well, that's like only pool, watching Fox News and then saying you keep up with all current events. No, yeah. you keep up with yeah, Fox yeah. News. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the same thing. You need to pull from everywhere. You mm-hmm. can't just say like, oh, I only watch Fox News. Like, no, you want to watch NPR or you want to hear NPR. Or you want to do CNN. You want to do ABC. Like, you want to get it from everywhere so mm-hmm. you know you're getting the most diversified, non-biased opinion. Listen. So I'm saying take statistics in the same way. Take them as, okay, so this is majority. It is proven that this is majority. But don't live your life according to majority. Why not? I mean, like, if we're talking about what makes sense, like, statistically is most successful, why not lead with what is most likely to succeed? Because not everybody wants to be on paper successful. Who does not want to be on paper successful? A lot of people don't want to work to be on paper successful, but damn near everybody wants to be successful. I mean, you could elaborate. Like, when, when, that's why I defined it earlier. That's why I made sure to black and white, like on paper, financially successful. That's Mm -hmm. why I made that distinction earlier, because a lot of people wouldn't register success as having that. There's other people who would say success is being completely poverty stricken, but having a loving wife and kids. That could be they're successful. You know what I mean? I disagree. That sounds like settling and appreciating what you have. That doesn't sound like a success. It all depends on if you think money makes the world go round or not. But it does. It's not even about thinking money makes the world go round. It's, it's literally just... Well, just because like, that they can't have a lot of money, like they're settling for a family because they can't have money, but if you're what homeless, if that's his goal? Nobody's goal is to be homeless. No, I said no in reason. poverty. I didn't say homeless. But they got their wife and kids. All right, my bad. When I hear poverty, I I so poor. I would say, yeah, okay. I'm in poverty, but I've never been homeless. You. <laughs> you, know what? you know what? All right, because when when you said poverty, I instantly thought homeless. 
I guess if you if you got a shitty job or a shitty crib, but you paying your bills and your family happy, I could see that being successful. That being said, even though that you are successful within your life, that person will probably want more money to give his family a better life. The family that he loves, that he considers his success, he will want to give them the best he could possibly give them. And the more he has, the more he would give because he loves them. His idea of success is his family. And money would just add to that. It would just, literally, he wants more It would money. add to it, but he it's not the base foundation his, of it. Yeah, I know, but he wants money so he can buy the wife he loves, whatever she wants, so he can get his kids new school clothes, so they can get presents on Christmas. All material. I think it all depends on how you would personally answer the question, would you rather be rich and alone or sad and, or rich and alone or poor and in love, like poor and with the love of your life? You know what I mean? It, it all. I think it depends on how you would answer that question to how you would. You know, I actually don't know. Right. I would say, would you rather have all the money in the world, but never find love or find the love of your life and your soulmate, but barely have two pennies? That's a hard question. Not honestly. I'm, and I think I'm, and I'm, I'm going to acknowledge. I'll probably go with the money. I'm like, yo, I could I could live my best life as an individual i can still have sex i can still have kids i can hire nannies and raise children i could literally do everything i just i could have friends like i can like literally the inherent difference between men and women is how we answer that question yeah women would rather have the love of their life and have two pennies to rub together Uh, most of them yeah so like that disagree with me before when yeah, I'm, but I'm saying like um I just want to clarify that. No, I I I said I agreed with what you were saying. I didn't agree with everything she said. Mm-hmm. I would say um cuz no, I don't believe that that my sex has anything to do with like where I should be in my life at what point. You know what I mean? Whether I should have a family or a career or anything like that at any point in time or anything. Yeah. Like, I don't believe that. But, yes, there are, like I said, women's intuition is totally a thing. Like, I do acknowledge that there are some differences, but I don't believe that they're big enough to have, like, a major impact on your life. Like, as far as the hypothetical question goes, yeah, more women are going to say they'd rather have the love of their life. More men are going to say they'd rather have money. But I also say that with the societal culture we have built. Damn, hold up. I'm sorry, finish. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I would say if we didn't have that, though, I don't know if that would be true still. Like, I say that that is the truth and how it is now, but I fully believe that society has helped us get there. But I don't know mm. if I'd be able to say the same thing. I feel as though... What was the thought that, like... That, that thought that just boomed in my head is because once you said that, like, how most men would take the money and most women would want the their soulmate and two pennies, right? I don't think you're going to like what I'm about to say, but r- realistically, right, I think when we sum it up, it's because men innately are trying to build. Like, in the way she said in that video, like, men are constantly taking on more, but they won't... Men are obsessed with status. 
that well, so we're excess. Uh, we're and you guys are obsessed. constantly comparing yourselves to the other men. We are, but because women are obsessed with status, innately. Now the reason I was bringing this up is because the men, let's like think about, think about a person like uh you seen Castaway, with uh Tom Hanks. Mm, yes. Tom Hanks goes on the uh, on the boat. I mean, not on the boat. He goes to the island. He's stuck on the island, but at the same time, he's trying to figure shit out, right? Mm-hmm. So at this point, he's looking for resources. He's doing all this shit, right? Now anybody would do that in that situation. Mm-hmm. Now that is something I feel like is just human, right? You're you're doing what you got to do to survive, right? But outside of that, when we're in society, when we're in our nature. Within and I think that's where we get fucked up because to me, nature is what it is. We are men, women are women. Society has a, I feel like it's a double connotation type of thing because we talk about it on a psychological level, an influence level, but we misunderstand the whole idea of in the very beginning there was still man and woman from the beginning of procreation. We were man and woman. The idea of society has been turned into this whole construct based on psychology, based on understanding sociology, based on understanding all, all these different things. Cool. But prior to that, it was nature. Prior to that, the man brought home the wood, chop, chop, and woman was cooking shit. Now, we could call that super simplified, but it comes down to what it is. The man got more options if he was stronger and was able to chop more wood. The woman, I just want to finish this thought. The woman would have more options if she was younger and she was beautiful and fertile, right? When it comes down to it, the man wants everything. He would pick that million because at the end of the day, he knows that even if he don't find a love of his life, he will have everything else. And a woman is going to choose her soulmate because she knows at the end of the day, that's what she wants more than anything else. Where men want to provide. She chose her soulmate because that that was the end goal. That was it. Like live like most women live their whole life and they want to have a family. They want that soulmate they can bond. Most you, you women are told from birth that that's what they're supposed to want. No, I, I and I don't disagree with that. And I'm saying they were told that because that was natural. And we're getting to a place where a person could say what they naturally want and we're told that we don't want it of our own option. We want it because we were influenced to want it. That is a really problematic thing. I think you would very much enjoy an anthropology class. Probably. Um, like watching Bones. Eh? Yeah. Forensic I was, anthropology. I was, I was about to say it's slightly different. I was anthropology is the study of the people and cultures when they're alive, but I think you would... Oh, that, that explains why forensic is put in front of it. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, there's there's so many, like my college anthropology, like it reminded me because you actually touched on a few things that we went over and we learned in my freshman year anthropology class in college. Mm-hmm. Um, teacher was a crackpot, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was pretty much that same conversation. It was where, because these civilizations would be hundreds and hundreds and thousands of miles apart. Mm -hmm. And some things they would be doing completely differently, which is reasonable because they're hundreds of thousands of miles apart. Mm -hmm. But then there are some things that they do that was just the same, but it makes no sense because 
their cultures have never had interacted with each other. Why do they do the same thing? And that's where the discussion Yo, that, that's, comes that's, that's in. A that's whole nature. Conversa- that's a whole right. other conversation to continue though. But that that's what I was thinking that you would very much enjoy anthropology oh, because of that. I would say because it touches on the same kind of thing. Like whereas they're they would have never interacted. Nobody's ever done anything. See uh, that uh, not to even get sidetracked because that's a whole another section of YouTube that I'm into also. Because <laughs> like, not nah, real shit. I mean, I'll yeah. Well, Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole nother section of YouTube where we could really talk about. Yo, shout out to Young Pharaoh. But um, <laughs> but I feel like it, it is very interesting though. Like, cause I feel like that was a very very good point that we got to, because really that's what it comes down to: those innate differences between a man and a woman that we tend to say don't exist. It's like most men are gonna say, "Give me that money," like you gonna think about it, and the dude or the girl is going to be like soulmate. And th- this is another aspect of this, right? Shouts out to And Patrice that's also O'Neal. another majority, RIP. too. Say what? I said that's another example of majority, too, because you can say girls will say the soulmate, mm-hmm. but then there's 100 girls standing up and yelling at the background of their computer going, I'm not that girl. I'm not that girl. I feel you. I feel but, you. And then we could talk about what influenced those girls to make that decision. But, right, the way the way I look at it is, we need to start moving forward understanding how we are and stop feeling bad about how we are. Stop like questioning each other about what is socially influencing and blah blah and just talk and say, yo, what do you want? And vice versa. And like and I brought up Patrice O'Neill, right? This is some extra, right? A lot of dudes might get put in a bad place, right? Where they have not a lot of success with women. They they have a bunch of just negative insecurities about themselves, so on and so forth, right? And then some people will help them out, but they flip them to like an extreme where they they treat women like shit. They're trying to be manipulative and they're trying to do whatever. But then I was watching um an old interview of Patrice O'Neill. He was talking to another woman, and I don't, she was like a like a a. a porn star or sex therapist or something but it was on a radio show where they were having to talk mm-hmm. and one of the things he touched on where i feel like most women would not want to hear it is where he said women overvalue themselves based on their vagina it could make an ugly woman feel like beyonce because she has a vagina between her legs and that right there obviously most women will talk about well that's not true like we feel insecurities too and it doesn't matter i feel blah, blah. Okay. yeah but anytime women feel insecure they're taught that they have the power because all men want is the pussy and they right. have it so they have all the power yeah. and that's what and, and that's it's another toxic stereotype no. that's perpetuated it, it is and that is another thing i feel like women believing that has led men to go extra toxic in a sense right if a woman, and Patrice brought this up, he was just joking. Like, he, he says a lot of, whoop well, said, RP, said a lot of wild shit that had points to it. And it could come off as offensive and it, it like, takes you aback for a sec. And you're like, oh, shit, well, I kind of see your point. Where literally a dude was talking to him about his girlfriend and some problem they were having. He was like, yo, you need to ask yourself this. If your girl was to leave you, what would you miss? And, he, and that right there was an interesting question. And I want to ask women that, too. It's like, if your man was to leave you, 
what would you miss? That way we can start understanding ourselves and understanding who it, like, what it really is that we want, you know? Like, I can't speak from a woman's perspective, right? But from most dudes' perspective, we we might feel uh, intimacy to a point, like, where, where it was like, damn, like, if you really like a girl, you do want to lay up with her. You do want that interaction. But realistically, you you going to feel differently about it than probably a woman. I, I'm asking. I would like to know, like, in, in your past, right, in your past relationships, take the way you ended, right? Like, let's just say when things were good with whoever, any relationship you've had in the past, prior to any negative thing happening, what was it that you feared about losing a person? Like, what is it that you valued within that person as a man? That like that you could not, that he provided to you as as a man that nobody else that you couldn't get from anyone else that you valued him. Good dick. That's about it. And that right there is the issue, right? And and, and I and that that right there, other people would talk about relationship choices. And how we value each other and how we value people. Because if if it really sums up to that, then why are you together, right? Within nature, right? What what roles do we have? And then you could look back and see, well, okay, no wonder it wasn't successful. You know? Like you, you could look and see, oh, so and so cheated on so and so. Damn, that's fucked up. Me personally. But no wonder when you look at certain shit, is this What I miss about being in a relationship after a relationship ends is literally just having somebody like having that closeness having that mm-hmm. person to come home to mm-hmm. like that's what you miss more than anything it's not even so much the person like uh, i'm sure every guy is the love of your life whatever but like it's not even so much the person it's more of that you had someone to share with yeah that's the main thing like and that's what i can't speak for all women but that's yeah. what i would say okay i would say not so much the the man himself more of just the having someone to come home to having a sense of home yeah i feel that i mean honestly it's a lot to this type of stuff it's so it's so many different perspectives right because outside of like this in particular just on an ideological level people are starting to apply it to things about as far as like how you treat yourself how you treat other people and how you move forward. You know what I mean? Like, I'm hearing stories now where people are making the wrong decisions within their life. Like, uh, there, there's this one YouTube channel called Strong Successful Male. It's funny as hell. Because this dude literally just has a bunch of people send in stories and he just reads them. And just comments on the shit that they've done. Or say like, yo, you was a simp here or some bullshit. Or say, yo, that was a good move. And a lot of it, it it's... It, it's fucked up experiences like a dude will be like um my wife cheated on me and left me and now she wants me back it'll be a story like that right or like my wife wanted an open marriage until husband went and found somebody better just just dumb shit like that right but when you just listen to people's experiences shit starts to add up what you just see in people like male and female you see okay i get it and it's all up to how you move as a person. So a lot of these dudes 
tend to be the the softer type, less masculine, less dominant type figures. And you see how they move and how they get manipulated or how how it wasn't even so much a manipulation as them in their own ignorance of saying, no, nah, I can't be, or you, you're not moving forward with the logical foot or you're not moving forward with certain feet that you should. In the same way, talked about the man leading with the logic. You're not. You're being emotional. You're not. You're hoping. You're, you're not being logical. And when things happen to lead down this way, it's like, damn, okay, I see. You know, when, when, it, when it comes down to respect between the man and the woman. I, I was joking with one of my homies. I was like, yo, bro, so think about girls that you fucked with in the past, whether it be a relationship or just, like, friends with benefits or whatever. Have you ever noticed that if y'all was, like, like having a good time, y'all around each other, it's a good vibe, you smash you, whatever, right? And you hitting her up and y'all, y'all talk and you hit her up, whatever. Everything is all cool, but you ever notice how, like, if you kind of fall back a little bit, she be on you, you probably start hitting more. This nigga was like, damn, like, yeah. And I only asked him that because I heard about another scenario that was kind of like that. Like, people believe that men, or, or not even men, women are validation-based. That's what they said. They said that women tend to go off of validation, and within that, as long as you're not an asshole, you're a good guy, you, you are a really good dude, she wants your attention. If she likes you, she wants your attention. And if you don't give it, she will seek it, probably. And this all stems from you being an actual good dude. She's validation-based within that situation. If you give her too much attention on average, not always, your attention is valued less because you give it out sparingly. Or uh, I don't know the word. Was sparingly right? Is that a lot or a little? Sparingly, sparingly is a little, little bit. Yeah, so a lot. You give it out a lot. Now, I, I know you probably don't agree with that, but what are your thoughts on that? Women being validation-based. Women being validation-based in and of itself, I would say there's nothing wrong with that statement. Because mm. we are. Mm. From, like I said, from birth. You don't think that scares men? We are told... Men? You don't think that scares men? No, I don't know what you mean by validation-based because we seek validation in the sense that we're told if we get good grades, everything will go well. We get good grades. Or the good girl gets good grades, mm -hmm. doesn't cuss, she doesn't expose too much skin. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. those are things that we're told and we say, okay, so that's what we do because that's what we're supposed to do, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And we're taught that other people's approval is what we need. Mm -hmm. Other people's acceptance is what we need. Mm -hmm. And that's what the good girl has. The good girl is loved by parents. She is quiet. She's poised. She's able to fit into any scenario where fucking superwomen are some shit. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's ingrained in us so deeply by the time we are a fully fledged personality of our own that that. I'm not saying it's right, but that is what we seek. We want, we, okay, well, if I wear these jeans, I'll be more comfy, but these jeans make my ass look really good, and my husband will like that. So I guess I'll wear these jeans that are, are uncomfortable yeah. and make my ass look good. You know what I mean? It's But it's mm. that kind of thing. It's not, 
we're putting all of our pressure on you to make us feel validated. Like, that's not the case. Okay. Like, um, we seek validation in the sense that we want to please whoever we are trying to please, whether it be our man, our husband, our family, anybody. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Moving forward from that, right? One of the last things I want to bring up, right? The idea that women in general tend to have a hard time taking accountability. How do you feel about that statement? Too broad. I I know it's broad, like literally applied to everything in general, accepting accountability. The reason my I say, first, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, my first knee jerk to that would be a lot of women I know take too much accountability. We blame ourselves mm-hmm. for all kinds of things that mm-hmm. aren't in our control because we should have known better or we should have been able to see it coming or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a very big part of most women because we are taught that we are the pillar of our family. We are the support system of our family. We hold it down for everybody. We hold our husband down. We hold our kids down. Like, it's all on our back. Yeah. And that's what we're taught to believe. And that's what we do believe. I'm not going to say we don't. Like, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's woke as hell saying that that's not them. But it's what we believe. It's what we're taught. Mm-hmm. So... I believe that it, in that sense, is true, but I don't think it's so deep as much as, like, putting all that pressure on somebody else to validate me. Like, it's like, I want validation. You went back to validation. I I thought we were talking about the accountability part. Yep. I would say, I was running my thoughts together. Of course I was. Um, Can I elaborate on something real quick? Oh, yeah. A lot of us blame ourselves for more shit than that's our fault. I would say I noticed that because we are put all this pressure on ourselves. So when anything falls, it's automatically our fault because we were supposed to hold it up. That was the point I was getting at originally. Okay. To not lose track of my train of thought. No, you good. You good. I'm, I'm glad you finished that point. Just, just to comment on that real quick. Most people would say that it's not your job to hold shit up and you're taking on a job that isn't actually yours. And that's why you deal with the stresses that you shouldn't otherwise. But moving forward from that, the accountability Which I'm sure part, is true. I would say I just, mm-hmm. it, it is yeah. what it is. <laughs> but um, with the accountability part, it was more so, and honestly, I won't even like simplify it to say this is just everybody or majority. I'm still oh, growing shit. my opinions within this aspect of it. But I'm just, again, asking most men. It's like, you ever noticed that if a woman that in your life, and this is men talking to men. Have you ever noticed if a woman in your life has done something or like fucked up in some capacity, have they do they tend to have a hard time taking accountability? And then most dudes that I've spoken to are like, yes, that isn't to say that there aren't a lot of dudes who are not on the same wave and will never, ever take accountability for their actions. They're irresponsible. They're children. That's not to take away from that because that is a thing. It's a big thing and it's a problem. But in general, just men to other men asking in your personal experience, do you find that women tend to have a hard time taking accountability? And then I start to hear, yes, most men, when they're in a fuck up scenario, and I can't say most as though I've talked to all niggas, just me personally, what I speak to, 
I see a lot of dudes that are on the lack of accountability stuff, right? I they, don't mean they, to cut you off, but my ride's uh, been downstairs for a minute. I would say I keep pull, trying to blow her off, but she keeps oh, like messaging me back. I would say I'm, we might have to continue this another time. All right, uh, we we could wrap it up. I, I'll, I'll just say this: I, I I noticed that the accountability problem is something that we can't really pinpoint to a gender, but a lot of women have a hard time seeing where their accountability comes into play. I only thought of this because every time you see uh every time you say society, it sounds like you were not trying to take accountability. You were trying to put it on society opposed to it being natural and you not liking what that means. You're saying it's society because you don't want to be accountable for your nature because you don't like where it puts you or makes you feel. Actually, I was blaming society for most of the men's problems. I mean, I feel I, that. Say- I feel like society has a, a large issue, but I'm talking about when it comes to certain issues that are based on you being a woman, you will not be accountable for that. You would rather say, nah, it's because society's told us since we was little. No, it's naturally because you're a woman and you're not taking accountability for that. That is the issue. But we could end this here. But can you, can you more. can't definitively yeah. say that. That's I, my I mean, thing. You can't say like, no, this is because you're a woman. And if I'm you not, arguing uh, yeah, with I that is you not taking accountability. No, it, it just, like, I'm, not, I'm not saying that that's what it is. I'm just saying it sounds that way. I can't prove it. I'm just saying it. Like I said, I'm still learning. And dudes be on that bullshit too. I'm just saying how it sounded and why I brought it up. Because it made yeah. me think of that. But we could definitely talk more another time. I'm glad you came. This was an interesting conversation. I don't even know how long we went. I would say it's been a few hours. I would say it's like almost seven. Damn. Yeah. But all right. <laughs> I think we started this at like 345 is when you finally got set up done. 